0: Check out Meet Mitch in Leawood for award-winning barbecue, outstanding atmosphere, and your destination to watch all your favorite March Madness action. Tailgating for opening day? Place your order online and pick up on way to the game. Meet Mitch Barbecue, East 95th and Mission in Ranch Mart North Shopping Center.
1: Chiefs fans, this is the Sports Radio 810 WHB Post Game Show presented by CBD American Shaman. Life is better with the Fed.
2: I do believe that the reports of the demise of the Kansas City Chiefs offense may have been greatly exaggerated. Hello, Kansas City. Boy, is it good to be back in this chair for you, immediately following a Kansas City Chiefs game. Boy, is it good to be back watching Kansas City Chiefs football. Boy, is it be- good to be back to the tune of a 40 burger on opening day for the Kansas City Chiefs. 44 to 21 is your final. I am your host, Joshua Briscoe. It is so truly excellent to be here with you today. Uh, I. I think you could pick about 500 different fun, good things to start with from this game. We will get through a great number of them. We will also hear live from Arizona. We will hear uh, from whoever ends up at the podium. We know at some point that will include Andy Reid and uh, and Patrick Mahomes. We will hear from Cliff Kingsbury at some point. We need to find that beard. Just remember that we got to do that today. Uh, and that will be... Very interesting. Most importantly, we will talk about everything here and we will hear from you if you want to call in 913-3810-810. But by the looks of things, there aren't going to be a whole lot of open lines for a whole much, a uh, whole lot longer. There's a lot to talk about and it's all good. And I think the the obvious place to start is still, yes, obvious. Sometimes, you know, the creative thing is the most fun thing. Sometimes I try to zig when everybody else is going to zag. But I actually think that the most important thing from today is the obvious thing, because for some people it hasn't always been quite this obvious. I don't want to do the whole, like, Patrick Mahomes has been disrespected sort of thing. I, I think a lot of that is largely played up for, you know, Twitter engagement or TV clicks or whatever it may be. I don't want to spend really any time tonight on that. What I do want to spend some time on is to make sure that we are all watching Patrick Mahomes through the proper lenses. Five touchdowns tonight. Didn't even quarterback the last drive. Absolutely masterful. In his first game without the only number one receiver he has known. That's a little bit of a um, rhetorical cheat because, of course, Travis Kelsey is his number one receiver in some way or another. So, you know, Kelsey's still there and also still looking pretty spry. But without Tyreek Hill in this first game, look, I was really confident that this offense would make this evolution. I was quite confident it would start today. But I thought there would be some miscommunication, some tip ball off of the hands of MVS or Juju or Sky more sometime where it didn't look like a perfect humming machine. And I'm telling you this because I, I really felt like I was going to be on the right side of history on this one to say, hey, things are going to be fine, and things are going to be fine sooner than you expect. But things were better than fine today. This offense was just about perfect. Juju lost a couple of fumbles, only, you know, one that went out of bounds, one that uh, the Cardinals recovered. And then that is the end of my list of meaningful criticisms. But specifically Patrick Mahomes. Again, in this first game without the only number one wide receiver who he has known throughout his career. And a truly excellent one at that. 30 for 39. 360 yards. That's good for more than nine yards per attempt. Five touchdowns. Not only no picks, didn't take a sack. And he was on the move a decent amount. He was just about perfect. In the pocket, on the move, with a new crew of pass catchers around him. And so please, if there's a, you know, Josh Allen debate that makes you mad, whatever. If you don't feel like Patrick Mahomes is getting enough respect, okay. Some of that's absolutely valid. But what we are watching right now is truly an unprecedented quarterback. And, and I am, I am sure that I have said this before, many times over, the reminder of, hey, Patrick Mahomes is special, don't let anybody else let you forget that. Or anyone else make you forget that? But we're here in week one of a new season with a new offense. And the degree of difficulty today and the level of impressiveness today, I really do think makes all of this worth repeating. I don't even have to tell you like, oh, Patrick Mahomes is the greatest thing to ever play football. The best quarterback of all time already. I don't know that. He has a a long career ahead of him to have conversations about greatness or legacy or Super Bowls or victories in the long term. But Patrick Mahomes is unprecedented. He has no logical comparison for anyone who's ever shown up before him. Not Brett Favre or Aaron Rodgers or... Any quarterback who can do it with their legs while also having a cannon for an arm. And I don't know if we're going to have anybody who follows him who we can reasonably compare to him. We might because there will be a generation, not of copycats, but of, of kids who are 12 years old right now, learning how to play quarterback because their favorite quarterback is doing it in a way we've never seen. Not just the, to pick the derogatory word that has been thrown around by one anonymous defensive coach. Not the street ball stuff. But the fact that there is no line to be drawn for Mahomes between the planned and the improvisational. There is no difference between what he's doing in the pocket and the streetball stuff. I, my favorite video game growing up, one of my favorite video games of all time is NFL Street 2. So when I say streetball, I want you to hear it as a compliment. Because it is one. The improv,ed and the planned and the calculated and the deep shots and the precision much closer, the manipulation of defenses with his eyes, the dump-offs to running backs that are actually beautifully designed plays that are about to turn into a 15-yard gain. It's all a part of what it means to watch Patrick Mahomes play football. It's all of it. And this is the part that once again hit me today. And then we'll get into some things that aren't just Mahomes, aren't just the offense. There's, there's a lot of good stuff to unpack here. But the thing on, on the Sky Moore pass, I think is when I ended up tweeting out something to this effect, in much fewer words, obviously. When you've got a quarterback rolling out, throwing the opposite direction, sidearm with his tongue hanging out of the side of his mouth, Patrick Mahomes, in, in, this, in this one regard more than any other, is the thing that made me the saddest. Watching Chiefs football as a child. Patrick Mahomes isn't just incredibly excellent. He is creative. And unmatched. In the fun factor. Presumably you're a Chiefs fan listening to the show right now. So let me tell you this with confidence. You're watching the most fun quarterback who has ever played this game and maybe he's a five-way tie for first I have a lot of love for a lot of quarterbacks that I watched growing up as a kid I'm sure I will have a lot of love for a lot of quarterbacks who aren't even in the league yet I love watching Josh Allen this is we're not going to make this a competition between two quarterbacks who do not compete head-to-head in that way the NFL is full of of incredible fun talents right now there is no more must-watch thing in sports right now than Patrick Mahomes playing quarterback. And he plays in Kansas City. He's on a half-a-billion-dollar contract in Kansas City. He's, he's invested in, in every element. He's not going anywhere is the point of that, right? Patrick Mahomes is not here for uh, his first contract and then looking to see what comes next. The most fun thing in sports is is on your local television feed every Sunday. If you can't have fun with that, you have found the wrong sport. You have found the wrong hobby. This is a blast. Every week, weekly, There's, there's nothing more consistent in sports than that Patrick Mahomes is going to make you have the most fun possible on a weekly basis. And I hope that never gets lost, the sort of hopefully childlike wonder of it all. I hope you and I never get baited by the who would you rather have, Patrick Mahomes or Justin Herbert, Patrick Mahomes or Josh Allen. These are incredible talents doing the same job in different ways at an incredibly high level. Next week, it's going to be Mahomes versus Herbert. Don't get suckered in to whatever the debates are. It doesn't matter. Patrick Mahomes is tremendous and tremendously fun while being damn near perfect I am so glad to have football back we will hear from the pressers, we will, we will bring you all the audio, we will take your calls here very shortly, we will give you injury updates as they are made available to us. That is the one concern out of the day today. Uh, Trey Smith left and did not return, although he was not ruled out, he just didn't come back, the Chiefs were uh, pretty well in control, and Nick Allegretti is more than capable to step in there. Didn't think about that position much uh, throughout the remainder of the game, so that's a good sign. Tripp McDuffie left and was ruled out um, with a hamstring injury. Harrison Butker, we all saw all that happen, all as it was at the time. He gets carted off, reports of significant swelling, unlikely to return, ends up coming back out, and on the shortest approach I have ever seen for a, uh, a kicker uh, trying to kick a 50-some yard field goal, just plants his foot and swings a bleeping sledgehammer. The kick is good. Justin Reed goes uh, one for two on the extra points in in his absence. Justin Reed does an incredible job on the kickoffs. And talking about a sledgehammer. And then some more injuries throughout that we'll see. Justin Watson left late with a chest injury. Um, and, And frankly, I am not completely sure... If I've missed somebody, <laughs> it is it is that many levels deep on the injury front. And obviously, the Chiefs have to play again here um, coming up on Thursday night in that game against the Chargers. The Chargers lost Keenan Allen today, and he was ruled out pretty quickly. So obviously, they're going to be coming into this game with some issues as well on the injury front. Uh, but as the Chiefs give us the updates, we will let you go. We'll let you know what uh, what unfolds there. But it's Trey Smith. uh Also, did I mention that Patrick Mahomes, I think I got everybody who left the game and and didn't return or left for a significant amount of time. Did I mention that Patrick Mahomes early in this game left the, I mean, he didn't leave it, he didn't miss any time, but he went over to the sidelines, got a significant tape job on his left hand. Initial reports on the TV broadcast were that he hit his hand on a helmet. That didn't really make sense at the time. Anyway, and and so then later on they looked at the replays again and it it seemed much more likely that something happened whenever he landed on that hand um, when he went to the ground on that play. And then he proceeded to be the fire-breathing dragon that I just monologued about for uh, a solid 10 or 12 minutes because I can't help myself because I love talking about Patrick Mahomes. So he went on to be the fire-breathing dragon from that point on as well as he already had been to start the game. The right-handed handoff was very concerning that they highlighted on TV, if you saw that, uh, as it happened. Later, he did uh, toss a pitch left-handed um, to one of the running backs. I can't remember who it was off the top of my head. But it, it seemed like it didn't bother him deeply into the game. Certainly doesn't seem like anything that will cost him missed time. Uh, he, again, you know, would have finished the game if it wasn't such a blowout, <laughs> which was pretty good news. Um but something to keep an eye on that will probably be a a conversation throughout the the rest of this short week. And uh, maybe he, maybe he goes glove on Thursday, tape it up under the glove. We'll we'll see. Uh, But certainly the fact that he proceeded to put up, I don't know, one of the most fun and excellent quarterbacking games we've seen in recent memory makes me think that he'll probably be okay. Defensively, Twenty-one points is a lie. Don't don't concern yourself with twenty-one points. This game was thirty-seven to seven after the Chiefs' seventh offensive drive. Uh, the McColl Hardman uh, just hey try to keep up with me. Touchdown behind the line of scrimmage. So don't 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 sweat any of the, uh, the the garbage time from beyond that. This defense will have some growing pains. They will give up some yard. They will give up some scores. They will have a lot of rookies playing significant roles. That was the case today for a, a huge number of them. Specifically also, when McDuffie goes down, and, and that's, it was late enough in the game that it wasn't affecting this game very much, but now you are talking about a seventh round pick uh, in, in Jalen Watson being a significant player here. Josh Williams, uh, I don't know exactly where they feel like he is in his development. But you have even more rookies being thrust into major roles if McDuffie ends up missing time. And there was at least one nice play from uh, from Watson later in the game. But that's that's not even going to George Carloftis, who you saw have a batted pass later on after a relatively quiet rookie debut. Um, I, I would imagine that upon further review, there were several times that he impacted the pocket. I, I noticed a couple of just, you know, on the first watch through. So uh, no sack for him, but a nice little um, batted pass later on as an exclamation point. Brian Cook was out there a, a good amount and you, you certainly saw him, uh, you know, just flying down the field. And I think at one point he may have flown down the field to the tune of a uh, of a missed tackle. But, you know, that's a, a, one of the growing pains, if you will. Leo Chanel um, was here's what I'll say on Chanel. The reports were, you know, he was warming up with the uh, the starters in and the, and the, the regular packages. I did not notice him very often during the game, and I mean that as a compliment because I think that if you're going to stand out um, as a uh, specifically as a linebacker in the passing game, that usually means something has gone wrong. So I'm perfectly comfortable with that. Uh, and and you get uh, the the defensive new look team also going to Justin Reed as a uh, as a new member of this defense. The growing pains I was prepared for did not become a pressing concern today. And that might be my biggest surprise. Scoring 44 points was a blast, but I wouldn't have been shocked if you would have told me ahead of time that was in the cards. No pun intended, because what was in the cards was not a lot of points. Hello. Turn for Cardinals. Yeah, I tried. But for the defense to be almost thuddingly excellent just leaving you nothing in particular to be concerned about I I know that the Cardinals came into this game down a couple of major weapons DeAndre Hopkins they were able to plan for for a long time Zach Ertz was banged up coming into the game did play Uh, Rondale Moore I mean lots of lots of things were working against the Cardinals there the the line closed at what like six and a half wasn't 20 And the 30-point margin at 37-7, to I think is pretty much where you could go ahead and say, you turn off the lights here. There there were more glowing successes than growing pains for the defense in the first week. And that'll be different uh, against the Chargers. I I bet that the game will not feel over whenever the Chargers have scored only their 7th point. I, I am sure there will be some more of those moments, but my goodness... The offense was a blindingly bright light in this game. And the defense did nothing to distract you in a negative way. It was all of the good stuff it was just good. It was just, yeah, they. I got nothing to really nitpick with at this point from a defensive unit that I fully expected to say, ah, oh boy, so there, here's where, you know, Leo Chanel was all of a sudden on his knees praying because he had a change of direction that we weren't expecting. That moment never happened. I, I, You didn't see a lot of guys getting cooked. One Thornhill looked great. Justin Reed looked great. We, we are in a very fun position right now with this team where the quarterback is a fire-breathing dragon and the defense is visibly faster, noticeably quicker. And I think we'll continue to see more evidence of them just being wholly better as the season progresses because why wouldn't they? They're a bunch of, I say this, uh, You know, at the ripe old age of 27. Bunch of kids out there. Younger than me. I'd fall apart out there. I'd take one step and all of a sudden just be a me-shaped cloud in the sky as some running back has trucked me. They looked comfortable. The young guys looked comfortable. They they, they looked like they belonged there. And I wasn't going to hold them to that standard at the peak of my optimism. And I was... Here's where I'm at. I was very optimistic about how this game would go. Really on both sides of the ball. And for the first time I have my, uh, in this wonderful state of Kansas, I have evidence that I I could show you of the level of my confidence coming into this game. It was high. And even I feel like I set the expectations too low. Heck of a way to start an NFL season. Feels good to be back. Feels good to have the TVs, uh, the uh, Chiefs back on the TVs, and uh, I'm sure we'll feel good to be back out at Arrowhead um, whenever uh, everyone's able to make it back out there for the home opener. We're going to have a barn burner. Um, and just the, this, the whole this whole first chunk of the Chiefs schedule. Remember how difficult it's supposed to be, and it is. It's tough. Are you nervous about it? If you're a Chiefs fan right now, I don't think you should be. I think you should be excited. This team showed you everything you could have asked for, and then some today. I, again, am Joshua Briscoe, Beards McFly on the other side of the glass. Blake Schneiders is our utility man today, running around and making sure everything runs smoothly on the uh, the, the back end of the production. I don't know what that really means. Beard is at the board. Blake's cutting audio, and we're going to bring you a wonderful show here today. It's all brought to you by CBD American Shaman. Hey, fellas, got some good news here, everybody. Fellas, ladies, et cetera. When Kansas City scores, you score big at your local CBD American Shaman, which means you scored huge today. Their score is your percent off. They put up 44 today. So you get 44% off all day tomorrow of, on orders of $100 or more at CBD American Shaman. Did you catch that? Spend 100 bucks at American Shaman or more. Get 44% off because the way this this NFL season has begun for the Chiefs. That's incredible. And that is CBD American Shaman. Life is better with the feather. We'll take a break. We'll take your calls whenever we come back. An incredible start to the NFL season. We'll talk about it all whenever we come back here on Sports Radio 810 WHB.
1: You are listening to exclusive post-game coverage on Kansas City's home for the NFL. Sports Radio 810 WHB.
3: Brought to you by Casey's own CBD American Shaman. Come on into your local shaman store for a free sample of stress sacking CBD. Everything is better with the feather.
1: Second and goal. He lost it to the end zone, and it is caught by Kelsey for the touchdown. Right over
2: Isaiah Simmons. 11 plays down the field. That's how it started. It ended with 44 points. That's the play of the game brought to you by Central Bank. For more, visit centralbank.net. Hang tight if you're on the phone because Clyde Edwards-Helaire is at the podium right now, live from Arizona.
4: We have a the the best old, one of the best O lines to you know to be on the NFL field. So uh, re- honestly, just taking advantage of everything that was displayed, and you know it was it was something that the entire offense felt good about, and something that we have to continue to keep rolling on. Uh, you know, as far as everything that, that was presented, it was, we felt like we've seen it before. Uh, being in camp, Coach Reed pushing everybody's buttons and really trying to figure out, you know, uh, how can I try to break this team? And, you know, that was that was something that we all knew that he wanted to do. But getting over that hump throughout camp was one of the things uh, you know, Coach Reed wanted to see, and that was a test to him. So being able to come out week one and, and showcase what we did was, was one of those things. It's 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 week one, man. You never really know uh what, what anybody's going on around. You can you can watch things uh from the year before, you can watch, you know, two, three years back as far as if you just want to look at specific defensive coordinators and, and try to break down film that way. But you know, the 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 things that we wanted to do was find the tendencies that they liked doing last year that they had success on. Uh, find those things manipulate it and then take advantage of it
5: of you things you guys are trying to do too. Like just in
4: the sort of reset your past since last season. Um, Not you know, you can you can say some things new. You can say some things that just, you know, wrinkles that we always had, we just knew how to add them. It's just one of those things that uh, you know, coach Reed do Wizard. you tell at some point in the game you know the have the Um, the thing about our offense is, is you can say that we're trying to do one thing, but being able to have a quarterback and certain checks, um, you know, that that we know that we can come out of and, and do different things. I mean, I wouldn't say we, we were trying to do one thing. We can do whatever we feel like we can based upon the look that we see. Um, and that's, that's the thing, being able to have everybody on the same page, uh, going through camp, really having those different, Uh, scenarios where we were able to see those different things and and nothing shocked us, which was, you know, something that's always preached. Um, But, you know, we preach it. Well, Coach Reed preaches it. The only thing we could do is listen and execute. So what
1: is that? You come out, you get
4: the check, you know you're not surprised. Just walk us through that film before the ball is now. All you could do is a smiley and helmet and and really try not to give it away Um, because, it's it's funny that you say that I was I was on the phone with my with one of my boys last night and I'm like man when you see things slow down and you really understand you know what's going on and you know what the O line is thinking you know the cre you know, you know the call Cre is gonna make you know what Pat wants to do you know what TK wants to do once you can figure those things out and those things slow down um, I mean it's it's a it's a never ending cycle of scoring that we feel and you know. We feel like we can go out and no matter the situation, no matter the front, the, the, the defense that we're seeing, we can find a way to figure it out. And if it all breaks down, then we know we have the playmakers to you know find something and, and get out of the situation that we're in. We're talking about the yard pass that you took in from out of the outfield, backfield on the play. Does that reflect what you were just saying? Everybody be on the same page? Or was that you guys ad-libbing a little bit? I said a little bit of both. Uh, like I said, man, it's... it's we go ones on ones, which is good on good, and you know I see Chris Jones, Frank Clark, and you know Nick Bolton and Willie Gay uh, all all camp. So we 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 know the speed. We see it. We see it all. Uh, but not only just seeing the speed, those guys are smart. So they're not only checking out of things that they see. You know they're checking in things that we feel like you know that they can beat us on. So it's it's all a game of chess. Uh, which is which is the cool part being able to to manipulate the next person and let's see how smart you can be and then we go out there and execute that's the best feeling oh, see, guys,
6: see like you guys
4: who wouldn't have something to prove after you know going out the way we did um, but not only that it's 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 going out the way we did but it wasn't all the same guys that, that, that went out with us, um, you know, the way we did. So being able to really have them feel that, but then, you know, not even camp, like before OTAs, when when, when Pat got everybody, you know, to Texas and we was, that's, that's when we really felt it, you know, you guys, I mean, we was like two months after the season ended and we were already rolling. Um, and that's just, that's just a test to, you know, not only 15, but, the, 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 group of guys, the, the group of guys that, you know, Veach was able to kind of get together, and not only that, the offense. Everybody just knew what we wanted and what we wanted to do and what we wanted to get accomplished once week one came. And not only week one, can we do that week one and through week 17 and then on, so on. So that's about it. All right. Appreciate
2: y'all was Clyde edwards helaire who had an excellent game today. I, we haven't even talked about the running game, uh, but really, for his biggest impacts, it were actually uh, the, the, through the air as well. Uh, caught two touchdown passes uh, down in the red zone, and uh, three for 32 and two touchdowns. Not a bad stat line on your three targets uh, in the running game. He looked great in the receiving game. Uh, good on the ground as well. The entire running game looked really, really good on the ground, if I was going to expand it out a little bit. Pacheco got a bunch of later work. He, he did not get a ton of work earlier on, but clearly, I think that was very much on purpose. Hey, Isaiah, go out there and close this game out. Get some pro work in. Get used to seeing professional defenders. Uh, Clyde looked great, though, in his limited carries. It was limited carries for, really, everybody except for Pacheco, because you're your quarterback was th- was averaging nine yards per pass attempt, and he had nine completions. So that, that makes sense. But the running game looks really good today as well. Um, so we will hear from uh, Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes at some point also. Probably at least one more player. We'll see who that ends up being. Uh, one quick uh, stat for you here. The Chiefs had 66 offensive plays today and 33 third downs. Excuse me, 33 first downs. My apologies. Very few third downs that's from nate tice on twitter um also the, uh, the the summary on all of the injuries here trey smith has an ankle um trent mcduffie has a strained hamstring don't know yet on justin Watson, just that it's a chest issue um they are now looking at patrick mahomes's wrist to figure out what's going on there and nothing new on uh, harrison butker's ankle at this point that is a laundry list of injuries of course here um on a uh on a very short week ahead of the Chargers, so we'll see where that ends up. But the good news is um a few of those guys were you know, Mahomes and Butker continue to play through. Trey Smith seemed okay. Uh Trip McDuffie, my probably my biggest concern right now from that group. Let's take some calls in the meantime here, starting off with Sean. Sean, kick off our twenty twenty two NFL season.
7: Yeah, what's up fellas? How you doing, Sean? Yeah, um, just, just saw a little bit of reflections on the game. Um, I, I don't even want to start with the offense first. I want to start with the defense. Please. Um, I think the defense played very good tonight. Uh, so, when I say they played good, I just want to say the attack, the way they – the speed on the ball. They were, like, focused on where the ball was going, making tackles and everything. It looked like everybody was on point. I know Arizona didn't have their um, total offense, mm-hmm. but the defense looked very good. It looked young, athletic, and fast, and that's a good thing. Um as far as offense went, I think Patrick Mahomes was dominant. I know the, the media right now was talking about Josh Allen, but Patrick Mahomes, definitely has the crown on his head. And the offense definitely looked good. You know, Mahomes did his thing tonight and as a an overall, I give the Chiefs tonight a 95. They looked very good tonight on the road. A young defense full of rookies. The rookies looked like they were veterans and it just it was a good performance tonight.
2: Yeah. Absolutely, Sean. I appreciate the call. Appreciate you kicking us off here. I've got basically nothing to disagree with you on anywhere across the board. Uh, they looked fast. The young guys looked comfortable. The the Both sides of the ball have things to hang their hats on here. And, and yeah, I mean, Patrick Mahomes at this point, again, I, I don't like having to do the comparison because it, it, you, by definition, you've got to say that somebody is not as good as somebody else. Uh, but however you want to slice it, Mahomes, absolutely incredible today. Next up, we get to George. George, what's going on?
8: Best of the evening, sir.
2: Good to hear from you, George. What's on your mind?
8: Well, first of all, I'm going to go with Mr. Butker. Yeah? Yeah, man. Uh, what a, I've, what a I've performance. Been a, I've been a special team. Well, he's a gutsy player. You
7: sure.
8: know, there's, the word, there's the trite word to use, but it's very apropos. Um, but my question really is on a decision. After the field goal, why even put him in for extra points?
2: I don't know. I was sort of surprised by that, but he just, I, I think the shorter approach, they must have felt pretty good. All of the reports on the on the sidelines were that he was doing a lot of kicking uh, into the net. So somewhere along the line, they decided more reps were, were good instead of just oh, putting on oh, unless
8: uh, Unless there's a PT issue where, you know, moving the leg is better than not moving the leg. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, uh, that would be a question I'd really want an answer to, is not so much, you know, what's his condition, but what was the decision to keep him in the game? That, yeah. What I was interested
2: in. I I am confident that, that Dave Tobel will, will be asked about that this week. Uh, I think he actually might end up talking tomorrow since it's a short week, t- Monday or Tuesday.
8: The other thing is, and this is something even you haven't mentioned in your in your rather long monologue this evening.
2: Look, man, it's uh, it's week one.
8: No, no. I mean, I understand. You know, maybe you need some of the CBD treatment to calm you down. Definitely, no question. Uh, but uh, yeah, I don't I don't envy Renee when you get home. Uh, <laughs> she'll be, it,
2: it, she'll, most likely she'll be asleep and then I'll just sort of, uh, you know, be awake for two more hours. That's sort well, of how it goes.
8: We've got a game to watch right now, That's right. sir.
2: That's right. I know, I had, I'm here for your Cowboys. I'm here for you.
8: All right, uh, but you haven't even touched on what everybody else at 810 has been talking about this entire week. The offensive line. Yeah. They were totally non-important in terms of being a concern, they did their job, they held their line, they held the blocks. Mahomes did not have a single blade of grass on him. Uh, outstanding. Yeah. They. But again, the fact that nobody mentioned them is what we want. Absolutely. So I am very pleased to report that everybody's concerns in that area were unfounded. Yes. Um, and the last thing for you, sir, is... You're always good on nicknames, and nobody's nobody's gotten this one yet. With as many choices, as many weapons that you, he keeps pulling out of the woodwork, I think we need to start calling him John Wick Mahomes.
2: <laughs> there is definitely. If uh, if Conrad McGorkin is the sound of our voice right now, we might get a, uh, a John Wick, uh, Patrick Mahomes photo shot by the end of the show tonight, George.
8: Is- because he found a way to find somebody in the oddest, weirdest, those sideline, I mean, those sidearm throws, the, you, you, you just, he finds a gun somewhere. <laughs> <You're> right. <laughs> he does.
2: George, always good to hear from you, my friend. Uh, good luck tonight, all right? Best of the new year, guys. Thank you, George. Uh, yeah, and look, the offensive line is a good point. We're, we're kind of just picking and choosing as we get through all of the things. But uh, as we stand here talking about the O-line, yeah, it was, it was a non-issue. I wasn't really concerned about it coming into the day. I, I don't know um, who was sort of most or least concerned about it around here. But I, it, Mahomes was on the move plenty. I, I bet the advanced stats will have some instances of him being disrupted. But a Patrick Mahomes disruption is a lot less disruptive than a uh, Tom Brady... Maybe Aaron Rodgers. Maybe Dak Prescott. Any quarterback who's not Patrick Mahomes, essentially, is going to handle pressure worse than he does, and uh, I think if it's pressure that he's expecting or from places that he can work with, you, you don't even notice, which is another part of, uh, of Mahomes' game that we could probably talk about for hours on end, just in that realm alone. Next up, we have Travis. Travis, what's going on?
9: What's up, Briscoe? How you doing, man? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm good. So, um, you know, I, I'm with you. I got... I don't really have any negatives. One of the things that I was anxious to see um, was, you know, last year they went out. I think they had more touchdowns on their opening drive than any other team in the NFL.
6: Mm-hmm.
9: You know, we we about the first 10, 15 scripted plays. Um, you know, they went right down the field, scored, and I was like, okay, you know. And then, but they kept that same. Um, they kept going, you know. Like they, they didn't they didn't they didn't stall yes. like we saw last year. We saw last year. We saw them. On the first two drives, they looked really good. And then for the second and third quarter, they were just mediocre at best. And then they turned on when they had to. And this game, I felt like offensively was like a complete game from beginning to end. And I and the rookies, too, offensively and defensively, I agree with with the caller that mentioned it. They did not look like rookies. Yep. Um, I know Christian Watson got – was it Christian uh, – uh, what's it um, – the, Jalen the back, Jalen Watson. Burned. Yeah, Jalen Watson Jaylen had a, Watson. He had
2: he had one rough rep and one one good one, I think. Yeah.
9: Yeah, but I mean, we're talking about Hollywood Brown. Hollywood Brown's one yep. of the faster guys in the NFL, so I'm sure that speed he probably hasn't seen in college. Yep. Um, so, but overall, uh, I thought this was a complete game. I'm a little concerned with with, with Duffy. Yeah, um, me too. You know that kind of sucks because he was having a good game because we you know we hadn't heard his name, so I'm assuming he's defensive back. You're not getting called out. You're you know you're uh, having a good game, but I don't know, man. Sky's the limit. I watched the Chargers game too. They didn't look all that. Gr- I mean, they looked okay. They didn't look like AFC West world world world, world beaters to me. So yeah. we'll see how it goes. Have
2: Travis, I, I appreciate it. I also agree with pretty much every breath of that one so far. You guys are uh, are, are clearing the board uh, because yeah, rookies absolutely looked look like they were perfectly comfortable in a very big spot. Um. Absolutely, we don't talk about Chip McDuffie. We didn't talk about him in the preseason. We didn't talk about him before his injury today because he's not being targeted. That's just not really a, a, a pressing concern. Um, so just a really tremendous uh, tremendous effort across the board from there from the rookies. Um, Beards, we have an update. I, it seems like we might end up going back out to Arizona for maybe another player. I don't know. Uh, it's a little different on the road than at home, so we're, we're building the plane in the air a little I bit. I can see everybody still kind of waiting around in the media room there.
10: Okay. Um, by the way, if you're watching on the Sports Radio 810 WHB Facebook Live, Twitter, Live, YouTube, Twitch... You can see the streams that we're
2: putting out there as well. We got an upgraded
10: computer. We have good streaming quality now.
2: Yeah, that's used last season. It. Yeah, you can see me in HD. See, you what, can see watch Josh. Look at what see what I really look like. You can see my pores and uh, and shout out to Darren Smith out there in Arizona. Uh, send them back the uh, the video for us and all that so you can uh, yeah, you can watch it all in one place, anywhere you want to watch, across all those streaming platforms that we're the Girls just now. mentioned. Well, let's not be Let's not get out ahead of ourselves. Uh, also, of course, we'll eventually get uh, Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes. Here, we also have here that uh, the X-rays came back clean on Mahomes's wrist. So, whatever's going on, not not red alert territory. We're doing okay. Also, from Next Gen Stats, Patrick Mahomes was blitzed on over half of his dropbacks, fifty-four percent, for the first time in his career. He threw four touchdown passes versus the Blitz, tied for the most in a game in the next-gen stats era since 2016. What on earth were they thinking? How on earth did the Cardinals watch years of Patrick Mahomes and think, let's Blitz him more than half of the reps? Incredible! Uh, if you're on hold right now, stay there. We'll get you very, very soon. But it sounds like Chris Jones is on his way to the podium. He, what was that, Beards? Chris Beards just said and talk back to me. He's just said he's a big man, and here he is right now, live here on Sports 3810 WHB. Chris Jones.
11: Got better as a group. Um, still got to build chemistry along the defense. A lot of new faces, so it's going to be challenging along the season. Uh, but overall, today I grade us a C C+. Did you
12: just one quick thing. It uh, looked like you were pretty upset when they scored late. Like, was that? Did you feel like you guys got a little just looser as
11: the game ended? Was that what, what was going No, no, no. I just, I think, I think like specs. You know, I um, think we was winning like forty-four to seven. Then, if we can go in with that score, keep it. You know what I mean? Um, but yeah, you know, I'm a competitor, so when they score, I, I kind of get a little antsy, agitated. All of the above, you know. <laughs> how about the uh, pass rush part of it? How do you
1: feel about it? how did you, see what
11: you guys did on that? Part okay, uh, we missed a lot of opportunities. I think we missed like three sacks, but we also got three sacks uh, amongst the defensive line. So uh, from that, you know, he, he's a shifty guy, hard to bring down. He ducked under me on one of them, um, threw the ball on George on the other one. I ran Frank Clark. No pun intended, <laughs> but um, we we got to him. We affect him in multiple ways. Uh, Carlos said number ninety seven. That's good for him. So, you know, now it's about the Chargers.
12: Just kind of to the naked eye, it looked like the guys were pretty were quicker maybe than, than, than you did. I'm not sure of that, but it looked like that. And the tackling generally looked. I I thought actually pretty pretty sure. Did you feel like that too, or did still give him a C plus?
11: We still get C plus. Um, we put an emphasis on um, tackling. Uh, we usually start the year off um, with 12 to 16 missed tackles first game. You know, everybody's getting accustomed. But I think this year during training camp, uh, emphasizing that and making sure that uh, guys rally to the ball, most importantly, making sure we get out of stacks as a defensive line. Our linebackers are flying around. And once we all commit to that, you know, the missed tackles goes down and it, it becomes a game tackle. So... You know, with that, we got to be consistent with it and uh, hone in on that. You know, the obviously, Nick Baldwin in the role of
13: the green guy. I think he did
5: this, this for the season
11: over, getting you guys lined up and relaying the ball. I, did pre- I think he did pretty good. Uh, you know, we asked Nick to take a larger role this year. with Anthony Hitchens gone, he's our play caller, and uh, he's been tremendous since training camp, you know, lining us up, you know. In the midst of all the bullets that's flying around, and a hurry up a, a few situations, he actually called the play for us. The headphones went out, so I think Nick did a really, really good job today. Very proud of him.
7: Then
11: I breathed the uh, I said overall as a defense, we gave up 14 points, so there's always room for improvement. Last
9: one Chris. Sir.
11: Yeah, we got to set that tone, man. Um, this is new defense, and uh, it's about setting the standard. We hate for – you know, those are garbage scores because the game is out of reach, and, you know, that's the time where the D-line can kind of finally eat. You know, we don't run any blitzes. You don't run any schemes. You drop the playbook. we rushing for – put the back in and, like, cover three quarter halves and just let us eat. And um, I put it on the defensive line. We got to get there. We got to affect the quarterback. You make him – he hold it over four to five seconds, then you put in the back end in a bad situation. So as a competitor, you start thinking that and you get upset with uh That's it. Y'all guys, take care.
2: Chris Jones live from Arizona right here on Sports Radio 10 WHB. Uh, a couple interesting things there. The C plus grade for the defense. Um, I mean, I get it, right? But, like, this game was over because they were up 30. We'll hear from the back end of the defense, see if Justin Reed is a little kinder to them. Here he is.
6: You know, we might need to talk about putting some incentives in there at this point. <laughs> no, nah, but I really had a ton of fun out there. It really threw me back to, like, my high school days, just getting out there and go have fun. You mentioned during the preseason, that it
1: was, you were checking the box. Mm-hmm. In preseason, you had a, a game where you had that PAT It didn't count. It didn't count, but
7: it didn't count. not mm-hmm. it didn't
1: count.
6: Yeah, this is on the record books. <laughs> Huh? Did you,
7: were
9: you able to get your
6: hands on the ball? I didn't keep the ball. I wasn't worried about that. You know what I mean? I know I got the film. At this point, I always wanted to put it on tape just to be able to let people know, no, I really do. I really can't kick. Um, Well, it's up there now, and I'm sure everyone's seen it, so it's going to be it's gonna be up there forever.
5: Everybody knew, I guess, uh, in uh, the preseason, you, were, well, you knew head you were going to get a kick during the preseason. Did they give you any type of heads up, or did you see what happened with Bucker that, that they gave you heads up, like, hey, in case you score or whatever, we're going to need you to kick?
6: No, I just got thrown straight into the finder, to be honest with you. Um, they let me know Bucker haired his ankle and that I was up. And you know, it's like, okay, let's ride. You know, I knew I was ready for it. I always got never short of confidence. Um, so I had a lot of fun with it. a
14: lot of I mean, you the ball,
11: I believe, out of the end the two uprights.
6: I mean, you know that Yeah. 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 Oh no, that yeah. True, man. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you, as impressive as, you know, everyone likes to say that, you know, safety kicking is, how about Harrison taking one step and kicking a 50-plus yard field goal? That was unbelievable. You know what I mean? And, you know what I mean? I know a little bit about kicking. That was absolutely unbelievable for him to be able to step up through that, grind through the pain, take one step and, you know, drive it home. Really, really impressive. Take that as a no. Would have made it. No, I would have made it too. <laughs> I would have made it too. But but honestly, they made the right decision sitting Buckley out there. A couple of defensive questions. Yeah. Have, what you guys accomplished? Absolutely. I think that we had a great game plan put in place, put together by Coach Spaggs um, to really corral number one. Don't let them get any balls behind us. Don't let them run around the field all day. Defensive line really did a great job keeping them contained. Um, secondary made sure that the big ball was taken away and we just executed. So, there's always room to get better. There's a couple plays out there where there's some mistakes that we're gonna to have to iron out and look, you know, look to ourselves, hold ourselves accountable and continue to get better and not just be comfortable with what we've done. Um, but just be ready to move forward and continue to excel because we got another one coming at us very quickly. Do you
11: feel like
5: Spag's pulled back a little bit or at all on what he wanted to do in this game because of all the new players? I mean, do you feel like no, I mean
6: Yeah, we had the playbook open and you know, um the game started off so quickly with the offense doing so well and us getting up on the lead early that it kind of allowed us to um, go into a different train of thought than what we had available. But we had the whole playbook available. I mean, we're not going to slow down for anything, and the expectations are high. We're going to stand up to those. What did
14: you see from Juan today? You talk so much in the offseason about you guys being interchangeable, but he's part of that equation. That's
6: an yeah. That's yeah. Yeah. I mean, we did our job. I wish you would have caught one of them. He had two chances. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but I think that he did a great job on, you know, finding the ball on that deep one where they had to sit routing in the post, um, and also just coming up on the sideline and just playing fast, man, not thinking about it, just going. Um, so he has that ability. I'm going to hold him to it. It's like next time you got to catch one of those at least. Um, but the way that the defense is really coming together now is really fun to watch, and it's uh we're going to build upon it going forward. Last one, so Yeah, the ultimate competitor, man. I mean, even on the practice days, it doesn't matter what it is. Um, the guy's going to play to win. He's very special, man. The arm talent, the the mindset, the mentality, the way he's able to just manage the game and then know when to make a splash play and make all the throws. Um, I call it Mahomes magic, man. You just never know what's going to happen. He's going he's to get it done. So it's very fun, too, as a defender, to know that you have a quarterback like that leading your offense.
7: All right, thank you. Thanks, a, appreciate
6: you guys.
2: There's chief safety, and for real, I'm saying this non-sarcastically, backup kicker Justin Reed, who, who really came up for a, a big moment here today. Again, as pressers keep coming live here from uh, Arizona, if you're on hold, hold on, if you've been on for a while, uh, Gary and JT will get to you as soon as pressers in, but Travis Kelsey is live right now.
14: Putting their chin down and just going to work every single day. You know, wanting to be great ever since, what was it? We started up in April or, or May, somewhere around there. Um, got a lot of, I know on the offensive side, had a lot of offensive guys down in Dallas working with Pat uh, before we even started up in minicamp. When I saw that going down, I knew uh, I knew guys were going to work their tails off uh, and then we were going to be just fine. So it's just, you know, taking it day by day, game by game from this point on. All right. You're all um, good. A lot
5: of people on the outside at least were kind of wondering what this might look like in the passing game without Tyree. Were you wondering at all?
14: Um. I would say when the when everything initially went down, yeah, there was a question. But it's like I just mentioned. Once I saw how hard guys were working, uh, their attention to details, um, how Pat keeps progressing as a, as a quarterback. I mean, it's just um, right now we're in a good uh, we're in a good kind of routine that uh, we just keep getting better, and and you can feel that from the day we started. Like I said back in May to now.
13: Hey, Chad, so, me, progression. What do you see from Noah?
14: Man, game. it's uh, a guy that just puts his heart on the line every single day, every single game. Uh, he was out there. I don't want to say he was limping around, but he was you know—he was—he was working uh, from the first quarter to the fourth, um, playing all phases. You know, special teams, offense, and uh, and and getting moved around. Asked asked to do a lot for a young player, and um, and he just keeps rising to the occasion. What's he bring to your offense? I have grit, um, the ability to to be an inline blocker, to be a guy athletic enough to get on the on the perimeter um you you saw him today make make a couple of plays for Pat when he was scrambling um, he's just an all-around tight end man he's uh, he's selfless Trav you talked
0: about the the, the new guys on how outside
14: of seems like you guys are you know back to having fun like to get a while. Come on so now baby <laughs> that never stops yeah. you know what I mean that never stops that comes with uh, being under coach Reed uh, and him letting us uh, I guess letting our personality show he says it all the time right and um that's, that's the best part of playing for him. You know that you're going to have a good time doing it. Um, he's going to hold you accountable for, you know, when you, when, you, when you have to go to work and when we need it the most. Um, and and there's, there's a lot of attention to detail with that. But at the same time, man, you just go out there and you fly around and have a good time, man. You saw it today.
11: Last three we were Rob, Adam, and Nate. But Travis Patrick earlier
13: told us that he always feels like he has something to prove. Do you feel that way as well?
14: Every single day. It doesn't matter, you know, whether it was my first day on the job or, you know, a day like today. I feel like I always have something to prove. I feel like I always have to um, take my game to the next level. It's just the mentality I've always had to just keep getting better at my craft, man. You talked a minute ago about uh, Pat
8: progressing
1: year to year.
5: Are there things you're seeing from him now
1: that maybe you haven't seen
14: from him before? Um, No, it's just more consistent. It's just more consistent. And not to say that, you know, he was any less of a quarterback than he is today, but everybody's always trying to work to get better. And if you're not doing that in your profession, you know, you might need to take a look in the mirror. You know, that's a, it's just the, the hard work mentality that he has and that he's always trying to make not only this team better, uh, but but keep taking steps uh, personally.
11: Last one, Nate.
0: Travis, you've been through all of these opening games, but I just wonder from your vantage point, seeing Sky, Mark Marquez, Justin, what their reactions were
14: to the success today, whether it was during the game or in the locker room after, just what it was like seeing them see you guys perform the way you get together? All smiles, man. Everybody's out there flying around. I think Juju might have been the only one that at one point didn't have a smile on his face because of the fumble, but then immediately made a play for us, and we're right back in action. Um, and stuff like that's going to happen throughout the year. Every, everybody throughout this game and through life is going to have the ups and downs, man. It's how you handle it, and you handle it like a, like a champ, like a, like a pro. And um, the biggest thing was making sure those smiles didn't get too crazy. We got a we got a game on Thursday that we know is going to be one of the toughest opponents that we play all year, and uh, we're 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 going to have to gear up and get fired up for uh, for a short week, man.
1: Right, thank you. Thank, thank you. you, guys. Man.
2: There's Travis Kelsey, who, as Beards told me just then during the break, I had to look over the box not during the break, but during the uh, the end there. Beard just said he had 121, and I had to pivot over and look at the box score because I'm not following the stats through the course of the game. Right. I'm just trying to keep the the flow of my notes all going and make sure I know what's happening. Keep all my keep all my stuff in front of me. I don't really look at the box score until afterwards. Eight receptions, 121, 15 uh, yards average, and then the uh, the touchdown, obviously. Nine targets on those eight catches, 121 yards, and a touchdown. A quiet buck 21 from from Travis Kelsey. Just tremendous. All right, down the line, we will hear from Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes. But first, got to hear from Gary and JT before we take our next brief timeout. Gary, appreciate your holding, sir. Good to hear from you. What's going on?
7: Glad to be back. Glad you're back
15: on the air. Thank you, sir. Watching, watching the game today, that's probably one of the best displays of offense out of the Chiefs I've seen. They didn't try to hit the home run at all today. Everything was just taking what the defense was giving. you. They were efficient, working the ball down the field. They were balancing in with the run game. It was nice. And I think that uh, number fifteen's on a mission this year because mm-hmm. everybody kind of dismissing him, talking about Josh Allen and Joe Burrow and Aaron Rodgers. I think he's to quote Mitch Holtis, he's going to go score first on the league this year and uh, it wouldn't surprise me if he won an MVP. I think it's a it's a great sign for this team moving forward with the offense. Defensively, I'm going to withhold judgment until we get a little further into the season because that was an Arizona offense that wasn't complete today. And as long as is the coordinator, I'll always have my reservations. We'll get a better gauge Thursday night in the next few weeks going forward of where this defense is at, but I tell you what, defensive line, I thought they played a pretty darn good game today. Mm. I think Chris Jones played a good game today. He was in the backfield. He was causing havoc, batting pass down. And watching George Carlos that guy's the Energizer Bunny out there. That guy's yeah. just... He is. He is the Energizer he Bunny. Is. He, he is... Let's just say... How about we call him relent, the the relentless one? Because yeah. <laughs> he's relentless in everything he does, but... I'm all ready for Thursday night. Let's get it. Let's go to two zero at home and just keep this train rolling. I'll hang up and listen. Great show, Josh.
2: Gary, I appreciate you, man. Uh, I got really close. I thought I was going to be able to say a sentence of Gary. I agree with every syllable of what you just said. And it, you, you know, you know, you know. I'm, um, I'm just, I'm Team Spags. I think I might have been biased by the wonderful press conferences that I love so much. So you know what? I, you can have your reservations. Though. Even that's perfectly fine. I, I have no critiques with any of that. I like Furious George because, you know, that's who I am, but he's absolutely relentless. I agree, the defensive line played a great game. Um, the one thing that, that Chris Jones mentioned, said he said he'd give that defense a C+. Plus. He said he put it on the D-line, that they weren't more impactful. I'm happy to hear that from Chris Jones. That's not what I think, though. If he wants to be self-critical and feels the pressure to be the elite of the elite because, I mean, he's... Already elite as an interior defensive lineman who can wreak havoc. But I'm sure he wanted it to get a couple of those sacks that he got very, very close to. But man, I, I agree 100%. He was affecting the quarterback consistently. George this was affecting things. The, the, I, I will say I, I didn't see a ton of Frank Clark popping off the screen, but I did see Kyler Murray spend a ton of that game deeply uncomfortable in the pocket. So on some level, it's a team effort across the board, and and I'm happy to give them that credit. Uh, Next up, let's go to JT. JT, appreciate you waiting on hold. Always good to hear from you. And the phone's stuck. Oh, we're good. JT, hit me. What you got?
9: Hey, Josh. uh, Just wanted to call in because I wanted to say Tyreek was
16: right. This needs to be said. It was a long day for Patrick out there. A long day throwing five touchdown passes. Um... (laughs) Y'all need to keep that in mind. And, That's true. Uh, last, I'd like to say that it looks like uh, Keenan Allen's injured and the Chargers are going to charge her again. Yep. So I uh, hope I got that in in under 13 seconds.
2: Thank you, JT. By the time I got the actual button clicked, it was at 26. But I think it took me a good 10 to get it settled in. So we're going to say at least shot clock rules. Uh, You got the ball in the air in less than 13. I also love when JT hangs up and you can hear the hang up sound before I actually get to hit the button. A great punctuation on a real good segment of radio, if I do say so myself. We're all just having fun here because the Chiefs went out there and put up 44 points against a team that is like a professional football team. Whose defense, by the way, is supposed to be better than that. I know they didn't have J.J. Watt. The offense certainly was missing some pieces. You go up 37-7, to seven and the game is essentially over. I'm going to give credit to everybody involved there. KU, here, here's some KU football talk on your Chiefs postgame. Ready? KU went out in game one, handled business against the team they were supposed to handle business against. What happened week two? Thrilling victory over a, a, a much better program. If the Chiefs just handled business against a weak version of the Cardinals, so be it. I think it was worth more than that. I do not think this was a, 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 a D2 program by any means. I think the Cardinals are a good football team. I, think Ky- I, I like Kyler Murray. The Cardinals are usually good at the beginning of the season. They usually come out hot. And the Chiefs made them look like a D2 team. That's the story here tonight we'll take a break a lot more show to get we also have Matt Derrick of Chiefs Digest will join us at some point Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid will be around the corner and we'll try to clear out the phone boards before we end up in all of the uh, remaining of the, uh, the remainder of the press conferences so much more to talk about so much more to get to right here on Sports Radio 810 WHB you're listening to exclusive post-game coverage on Kansas City's home
1: for the NFL. Sports Radio 810 WHB.
3: Brought to you by Casey's own CBD American Shaman. Come on into your local shaman store for a free sample of stress-sacking CBD. Everything is better with the feather.
1: Hartman is in the backfield. Edwards Allaire front, just in front of him. Here's him a little shovel pass. It's Clyde Edwards Alair. Another brilliant design play by Reed, the enemy, and company. Third, fourth and two. Fourth and two. Open, wide open
2: for the touchdown. His second of the game. Edwards Alair. Two excellent touchdowns from Clyde Edwards E. through the air. Clyde Edwards E. Be better for this written joke. What couldn't be any better, though, is the product you'll get from Andy's Frozen Custard, because that is the sweet play of the game, brought to you by Andy's Frozen Custard. Stop by Andy's and grab a key lime concrete or a James Brownie Funky Jackhammer after the game or anytime. And don't forget Andy's anywhere, anytime for your freezer or next tailgate. Go check out Andy's Frozen Custard. It'll make you feel just about as good as the Chiefs offense putting up 44 points in week one. We'll get Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes shortly coming down the line. But first, I want to take a few more calls for everybody who's been on the line for a little bit uh, as the show has rolled on. I'm Joshua Briscoe, by the way. Hello. Good to be back here in the big chair for another season of Chiefs football. Beards McFly on the other side of the glass and Blake Schneiders is running around and uh, keeping things afloat in the background uh, all around the building right now. So appreciate uh, Beards and Blake for uh, keeping it moving here today. Again, Andy Reid, Patrick Mahomes, Matt Derrick coming up around the corner as well. But first, we go to... Uh, we go. Where are we at right now? We go to Josh. Hey, Josh. It's Josh. What's going on, Josh?
13: Hey, Josh. Thanks for taking my call. Love the show. Thank you. Um, man, I, it was such a breath of fresh air to see this offense not skip a beat. Mm-hmm. And I know it sounds crazy. Um, like So I collect sports cards, right? And everyone's chasing Trey Lance. T. Mac, Trevor Lawrence, and all these guys, right? Yet Mahomes is the only one that's accomplished anything of of, of meaning. Mm. And so, so many people were throwing shade at Mahomes, even in the card hobby, saying, well, Mahomes is only good because of Tyreek Hill. I know this sounds ridiculous. I think their offense got even better without him. And that's not to throw shade on Hill. I absolutely love what he has done, what he meant to Casey. But for Mahomes to spread the ball around, I mean, before... Everyone knew we our run game wasn't that solid, so we basically thrown the ball to Kelsey or Hill. Right now, they have no idea where it's going to. He looks calm. He looks collected. It was like that calm assassin, right? Yeah. Smiling while at the same time he's killing you. And like I said, our defense is faster. It, I, I'm stoked. I mean, I really think, I really think Mahomes is going to do something crazy special this year. Um, it, yeah I'm, like I said I'm just so excited I, I couldn't believe what I was watching it, it, we didn't skip a beat Josh we did not skip a beat we got better how do you as a defensive you know all the rest of the teams? how do you plan for the Chiefs like before you could I could see how you could focus on on a couple players yeah now the, everything's open
2: yeah it's, it's
13: insane <laughs> and I'm so excited thanks for taking with all, man
2: Josh I appreciate it um I, I agree with all of that because it, it, here, here's the part of it that, that I had to have my eyes open to maybe a little bit, and, and maybe today I'm I'm beginning to buy it. This is I, I'm I'm trying to be very very honest about the places where I have been just a tiny bit hesitant or wasn't quite optimistic enough because I don't I don't want to seem like a homer. I don't want to seem like I'm giving the Chiefs credit for things that we haven't seen by the time they get to the field week one. Right? I I, I really try to be objective and reasonable, make sure I'm not missing things because I I really want to believe that something incredible is going to happen. But the idea of, could Patrick Mahomes get better without Tyreek Hill? I mean, I think he's going to keep getting better as a quarterback kind of regardless, right? Until your physical peak and then you, you know, see the Tom Brady effect or the Aaron Rodgers effect and you kind of figure out how you age, whatever. But for the next, for a decade, I think you can expect quarterbacks to improve as they go. But the offense altogether feels differently, but maybe equally unguardable. If that is true, I'm not completely there. But if that is true, I don't know who in the NFL world is equipped to stop that. And When the defense is only going to get better from here, I don't know who is going to have the firepower to outscore that good stuff josh thanks josh next up we got dan dan what's up man Hey, Joshua, how you doing? Boy, what a great dominant performance
15: also about the offense. Kelsey, 121 yards, and even though uh, uh Schmutz's sister Schmutz fumbled the ball, how about the defense uh, stopping him on Kyle Murray on and 2 Tony Romo said he missed that one throw that uh, he didn't see, and, and then incomplete, and then and 2 just got the touchdown. I'll tell you something. I like what I'm seeing. The defense is only going to get better. Let's bring on Herbert. Take care, you son of Joshua. Take care.
2: Dan, I appreciate it, and uh, if you're still on hold, hang out. Oh no, we lost Dan. All right, sorry, Dan. We'll get. We're gonna get. We've got a new feature here this uh, this uh, this week for this season. that I'm really excited about, and I'm going to uh, I'm gonna find a good place to uh, pass that along. And you know what? Butch also always brings the heat on a weekly basis. Butch, hit me with what you got, my friend.
17: Gentlemen, how about those cheese? How about them, Butch? <laughs> we're back at it. Listen, there's no need to try to normalize. What we're seeing here, I feel like I start every season for the past four years talking about how much of a privilege it is to watch this offense do what it does. Guys, had Patrick Mahomes finished the game, he would have had over 400 yards and five touchdowns, no picks. What? This is video game stuff. And we're watching it in real life come to fruition. I was wondering, sitting on the edge of my seat, thinking to myself, man, we may need to give it a week maybe even two weeks, maybe even three weeks before we see the offense do what it's supposed to do without Tyree Hill, right out the dang-on gate. Flames, gasoline, kerosene on every defense that they're going to play in these first three or four weeks. And we know it has to be the case. What else can teams do? Guys are catching the ball wide open. Good receivers are catching the ball in space. In any league where that happens, where people are worth their salt, you're going to see good numbers. And it's happening in the NFL. I can't believe it almost. But I can believe it because we've seen it for years now. Man, I don't give a dang what anybody says. The Knicks and the Bruisers are going to hurt, right? Because we're going to a short week. All right? So the guys who are hurt, they are nicked up. Patrick Mahomes is nicked up. You saw the bandage on his left wrist. That looks tough. I think that's the same wrist he had, in- he had surgery on or had an injury with right before he got drafted. That's okay. That's okay. Because both teams are going to be a little bit nicked up and they're going to feel bad going into Thursday. What I am looking for is for signs of the Kansas City Chiefs being complacent. I'm not seeing it yet. They have young, viable talent. Guys who haven't won rings yet, they're hungry. Guys, they want it. I just want to see how far this can go. I want one more with Travis Kelsey. Go get yours, Travis. Mm. Savor the
2: flavor. Savor the flavor, Butch. And don't hang up. You stay right there, Butch. Don't you hang up. Because you're out... He just hung up. Butch, call, call back, Butch, because you're going to savor the flavor right now. You couldn't have given me a better segue. Butch always brings the energy, and we got a new feature this year that I want to uh, to spread the love on. Thanks to our friends at Greengrass Cattle Company. Butch is our caller of the game this week, and I I got, I got to tell you about Greengrass real quick. I know we got one more call I want to get to. We'll take a break. We'll have Reed in Mahomes. But Greengrass Cattle Company uh, is in Weston, Missouri. You can visit their store in Weston off 45 Highway. It's less than a mile from their ranch. Or you can order online at GreengrassCattleCo.com and they will deliver right to your door. I had a chance to talk. Well, it was going to be like 10 or 15 minutes before uh, we were kind of getting all the stuff set up with the folks from Greengrass. Uh, cattle company, and, and Tim was in the studio here, or was in, was at the station here, and I was going to kind of swing by and, and try to get a little bit of a feel for what they do, um, and I had heard that I might be getting, uh, uh, I don't want to brag, but maybe I might be getting a little bit of a package of free meat. Hello? and uh, And so I had a chance to talk to Tim a little bit. We ended up sitting in the conference room and talking for like an hour uh, about how their entire company functions, um, the the love and care they put into everything they do, the connection to agriculture that people have like almost fully lost from their lives. They they raise their their premium black Angus cattle there in Weston. They, they end up using only two, it's not the top two to five percent of beef. That's that's prime beef. Of all beef grown in the US, 2 to 5% grades out as prime and Greengrass Cattle Company is just using that absolute best of the best. And you can find this out for yourself. Um, I'm really excited to get out there and actually like see how the entire uh, process works. But if you go look at like Greengrass Greengrass Cattle Co on their socials or anything, you will see the care that they put in to raising their their cattle, raising their calves. Um, th- the idea of bottle feeding by hand these wonderful calves that grow up and, and are living the best possible quality of life you could find for a uh, for a cow is just honestly like kind of touching um, the love they have for every aspect of the process is tremendous it is local it is better quality than you're going to get anywhere else and I am I was just I, I left tremendously impressed um, by, by Tim they're owned by, uh, by Gary and his wife, and then their son, Tim. Uh, Gary's a fifth-generation cattle producer and farmer, and it's, it's all in the family. They, they really care about what they're doing, and yes, I probably should have led with this or at least gotten this in sooner, but every single thing I've had from Greengrass so far has been delicious, like outrageous. You might say, okay, I, 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 one of the first things I made was the hot dogs. How good could a hot dog be? Well, it depends on if you've been eating hot dogs or Greengrass. The brats, the ground beef, I have a, tr- a huge tomahawk steak in my freezer right now that I'm still trying to figure out the best possible way to actually cook and serve um, because Beards has invited me over to use his grill and I, I just, I'm not sure I'm ready to pay the beef tax, Beards. I don't know if I'm willing to share. Um, I just, I was immediately made a huge fan. Everything they're doing over there, Green Grass, and uh, so what we'll do is every week we'll we'll get a a caller or a commenter of the day, and uh, they will, will will connect you to Green Grass, and they will uh, they'll send you something delicious, and uh, it's going to be a uh, an absolutely tremendous uh, win for for all of us. So check them out again. Uh, greengrasscattleco.com that's C-O dot com and uh, you can check out everything that they've got to offer you're going to be impressed if you're if you're not by uh, just simply the product you can get the process also both of them will, will win you over in a heartbeat really happy to have Greengrass on board with us this year one more call here before we need to take a quick time out and we'll come back with Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes and Jake is the one closing it down for us Jake appreciate you waiting sir what's going on
12: hey Brisco good to talk to you man
2: Hey, thank you. Thanks, thanks for uh, for listening and for calling in. Well, I, I wish I could have been the uh, Green Grass Cattle Co. winner, but that's all right. Keep uh, it up, I'm, keep it up. You know, be a regular, and I think I think we're gonna have plenty of meat to spread around. You heard me. Hey, man, I'm a butcher here in Atchison, Kansas, anyway, so it's all good. There we go. All right. All right, here
12: we go. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna do like a shot clock thing here.
2: Do you want uh, a shot clock? We can give you 24 no, 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 seconds. No, no, okay. No, all right. Don't put me on because it's
12: gonna it's gonna freak
2: me out. Okay. All right. That's good. That's you're self aware. I appreciate that. Hit me. <laughs>
12: Anyway, so, hey, um, I'm really happy that you got on with uh, Jason. Thank you. Uh, the show's freaking awesome. I loved AES, so I love listening to you guys. Um Beards is okay. I mean, he is what it is.
10: Anyway, I understand. I'll take it. Beards
2: was fist pumping because you said so many nice things about the zone. And then you said that he just dropped his arms. I wish you could have seen it. It was the saddest, most wonderful thing I've ever seen.
12: All right, Beards, I love you, man. Don't worry about it. All right, you know. I'm going to go. I'm going I'm to do this real quick. Okay, right, hit me. So, so uh, I, I hit on six, six different bets today with the mm-hmm. Chiefs, uh, thanks to all the new Kansas bets that we have. Um. I did a uh, five pick parlay, one seventy bucks on that. Let's go! I did a, um, I used a hundred dollar wager on Mahomes over three hundred dollar uh, over three hundred yards passing mm. and a Kelsey touchdown, mm. which was plus four fifty. Oh! So that paid four fifty out. Let's go, baby! Oh my goodness! Uh, let's let's do a uh, Jody Fortson any score. You and me both, my friend. You and me yes. both. Yes, sir, and I cashed out at one seventy-five on that, mm. uh, and then I hit another five-leg parlay: Chiefs plus or minus nine and a half, over three hundred yards passing, three plus touchdowns, over thirty um, total points, and the Travis Kelsey touchdown, which paid out plus six twenty-five, oh, cool. which put me at one fifty-six twenty-five. For like a total of almost nine hundred dollars. So let's go, Chiefs!
2: Let's go. Good work today, Jake. You got great taste in radio and great taste in parlays, my friend. Incredible stuff. Thank you very much for, uh, hey, for calling to if, brag.
12: If anybody didn't, like, get into that, then you're crazy. I don't understand it.
2: <laughs> Jake, I appreciate it. I hope your calls are always this optimistic.
12: Hey, right on, guys. I appreciate you guys' show. I love
2: it. (laughs) Thank you, Jake. I appreciate you. Uh, Yeah, I'm I'm afraid that I am afraid that you know, in like week five, or Chiefs are going to. I don't even know who they play week five right now. But I'm afraid that Jake's going to call in week five and be like, "Hey, I put uh, listen, I just those those uh, 900 bucks from week one have um, lessened." But uh, I look, man, the Chiefs are out here making money today. I cannot imagine there are very many. very many bets that you could have reasonably made on the Chiefs today that would not have paid out, so good work. Uh, week five, Monday Night Football versus the Raiders. That won't be it. They'll make you money there, too. Uh, I'll, I'll week save, six versus the Bills. I'll save my um, my adoration for Jody Fortson, because uh, I'll tell you what. We are going to have that highlight coming very, very soon. Uh, so so we will, we'll talk with great joy and adoration about Jody Fortson. Not just because... Not just because I had faith for a Jody Fortson anytime touchdown at like plus 800. That's not why. You know, I don't think I don't think most people want to hear about my fantasy team or my bets or whatever. But whenever it's about Jody Fortson, I'm going to talk about it. Hey, this show is brought to you by CBD American Shaman. Free CBD samples every day. And your team score is your percent off. So today, if you didn't catch it, that means 44, per, the 44 points from the Chiefs. That's 44% off all day tomorrow on orders of $100 or more at CBD American Shaman, because life is better with The Feather.
1: You are listening to exclusive post-game coverage on Kansas City's home for the NFL, Sports Radio 810 WHB.
3: Brought to you by Casey's own CBD American Shaman. Come on into your local shaman store for a free sample of stress-sacking CBD. Everything is better with The Feather.
1: Pacheco! Never goes down. Touchdown! What promise!
2: What promise indeed from Isaiah Pacheco. What excellence from the running back room altogether. Heck of a day for the Kansas City Chiefs as they put up 44 points. It's not quite a double nickel. We don't really have a good unit of fours. 44 points. That's what it is. Pretty 40, 40 and good. Jody Forty Fortson, there it is. Hey, found one. 4421 is the final. My name is Joshua Briscoe here with you for another season of Chiefs football. Beards McFly on the other side of the glass. Blake Schneider's running around and uh, getting all the audio brought to the menu as necessary here to keep everything moving. Uh, We will continue to do that right now as we go over to hear from Andy Reid. That will begin in in, in a little bit. 1st let you know, this show, as always, is brought to you by CBD American Shaman. Free CBD samples every day. Plus, you can get 44% off your orders of more than $100 tomorrow. $100 or more, uh, because that's the discount. Incredible deal from our friends at CBD American Shaman. Appreciate them very much. Uh, So many things that we can kind of shuffle through here. Again, we have the injury latest. We have all of the updates of uh, what what this team was able to bring again from the running game. I think I mentioned it a little bit at the very top of the show. You heard it in the Pacheco touchdown there. He got a lot of late work, which I think is about getting late work to a rookie seventh round pick who the hype train is nearly at full speed, but he hasn't gotten a lot of pro-level uh, opportunities. So this is a perfect example of when to get him into the flow of the offense. He looked very, very good. Clyde Edwards-Elair, particularly as a pass catcher, was living in space and doing good things in it. Uh, and then Jarek McKinnon also was able to be pretty effective every time he touched the football. I will say, uh, this is how I phrased it earlier in a, in a tweet, so I'll try to you know, stay consistent and, and, and spread around the praise equally. If you want to focus on Clyde or Pacheco or McKinnon, Ronald Jones was a healthy scratch today. Can't have everybody active. If you want to focus on any of those guys in particular and say, wow, what a game by each or any of those running backs. Totally fair. But also you have to include that the entirety of the running game machine looked great today. And also that could even extend to like the screen game, the, the design running back uh, catches The offensive line was creating space, and schematically, they were creating space. When I say Clyde lived in space today, it's very hard for running back to create their own space. The best thing you can ask them to do is maximize on it, capitalize on it when it arrives, and then maybe beat one guy. That's generally speaking, I think, what you can reasonably ask for from a running back. the preseason game or Ronald Jones had like somebody hitting him when he was taking the handoff. That wasn't his fault. Well, today, schematically and in the execution, two key phases of that whole process there were spectacular at putting running backs in positions to succeed. So I want to give them the first big dollop of credit and give another equally big dollop of credit to each and every one of those running backs who were put in positions to succeed and then did. Doesn't always happen that way. Today, it was excellent. Let's get to Andy Reid now as the head coach of the Chiefs. Uh, address the media. And, of course, we need to start with the uh, opening uh, injuries and all of that because that is a massive concern to where they're at. But first thing to let you know, that's brought to you by Robert Brogdon Buick GMC and Robert Brogdon's Olathe Kia.
3: Andy Reid is presented by Robert Brogdon Buick GMC and Robert Brogdon's Olathe Kia. Visit BrogdonAutomotive.com.
2: Here's the opening statement from Andy Reid and specifically the updates on a lot of players who suffered injuries today, just four days away from game number two.
5: Okay. Um, As far as the injuries go, uh, Trey Smith uh, hurt his ankle. And we'll just see how he does here um, overnight. McDuffie strained his hamstring. We'll see how he he does. And then um, Justin Watson um, hurt his chest. So we've got to see what that is. And then Pat... Landed on his wrist, and we'll, we're doing all the work on that uh, coming up here. So we'll see how he does. But well, he, he did that early and and finished. Bucker, uh, his ankle, um, he hurt that. But, again, he came in and kicked the field goals. Justin Reed, oh, what a job he did there. So I'm happy for our football team. The guys uh, played hard and aggressive. Um, they didn't let up. Which was important. We were able to get everybody some play time, some of the young guys some play time. I thought defensively we played fast and um, had a big fourth down that really uh, you could say is, was a decider in there. I mean, it just spiked things up a little bit, and then Bucker came in with a nice long field goal. So, and then offensively, um, you know, the 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 question there was uh, the receivers working with Pat and. And uh, which, we, you know, we all wanted to see that full speed. And, and, uh, and so we got a chance to see that. I thought they worked well. Pat had a tremendous game, uh, what was he, 30 for 39. Um, you know, that's, a, that's an incredible night, which means that the offensive, defensive line, you know, the lines on both sides also played well. So normally when, when, when the skill guys play well, those guys play well. So I would make sure I compliment them um Kels again had the eight catches uh for 121 yards but uh listen I mean there's so many there's so many different things that uh, you can mention. we're two for uh 2 for 10 on on the defensive side for them being able to convert uh, third down so that's a pretty good pretty good night there when the other team's shooting 20% right so, anyways with that time yours
2: I mean, first it, it, the the third down stats shooting 20% is a funny way to put it, uh, because yeah, that is that is absolutely tremendous. The final the final uh, tallies here, which is obviously going to include some garbage time for both teams, but the, the Chiefs were five of eight on third downs, meaning they only faced eight of them, uh, and then the Cardinals were three of 12. Again, that's including the entirety of the game. Depending on when you cut that off, I'm guessing it would get even more impressive. Um, all the injuries you, you heard the updates on. There was something earlier that a caller mentioned that I remember thinking, I want, I want to talk about that. And then by the end of the call, I had forgotten, because sometimes my brain works like an ant. Uh, and then uh, Jack Noland on uh, on Twitch, where you can watch the show on the 810 Twitch, Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. Any of those places you can watch the show, see me, look at my uh, my hat, look at my Charlie Hustle shirt, look at my beautiful face. Sometimes you even see beards. Beards, wave to the Twitch chat. But uh the, the, what Jack and the previous caller mentioned was was along the lines of Arizona was threatening to get two scores without KC getting the ball and they firmed up and held up twice. Into the first half, into the second half and the Cardinals were getting the ball. That is defensively huge. Great point. Appreciate it, Jack. Also, from one of the callers earlier. Sorry, I can't remember who it was. I was going to write it down and then I forgot. But they, they the offense didn't slow down. It never sputtered. They, they didn't get up to a, a two-score lead and then have it get back down to a three-point game. And then they score another touchdown, and it's a 10-point game, and then it's three again. When I said it earlier, it kind of turned into, like, the first game of a college season sort of matchup. That's really hard to do that consistently. And the Chiefs were able to do it expertly. So, uh, good points to everybody who thought to, uh, to to focus on that before I did, because I think it is an, a huge part of how all of this came together. Also, a big part of how all this came together, the new guys playing big roles for the Kansas City Chiefs. Here's Andy Reid on winning and doing so with the new guys.
5: I did. I just wanted to see it full speed. you know. So, I wanted to see the young guys on the defensive side and how they did uh, when things were going fast and then on the offensive side see how the receivers and you know, it was good to get Jody back in there too. So getting Jody in the mix along with Noah, uh, we had quite quite a few three tight end sets and two tight end sets. So the tight ends got they got some good work today. A
2: uh, lot of tight end work early on, which I was excited about because I love this tight end group: Jody Forts and Noah Gray, and of course Travis Kelsey. They're doing that without Blake Bell, by the way, which I I was surprised to see them do as much three tight end stuff as they did because I thought Blake Bell's blocking ability might end up playing a, a totally integral role in that. They were able to do it without him, which is pretty impressive. Uh, you also heard him give a shout-out to one of the new guys who had to kick, being Justin Reed. Uh, here's what Andy Reed had to say about his safety, having to uh, having to <laughs> take care of kickoff duty for the remainder of the game and even split a pair of extra points.
5: Yeah, I mean, listen, he, he's got a big leg. I know that. And those kickoffs were, were something, you know. That and He had he had the one extra point, and then I believe he missed the second one. But, um, but we just appreciate him being able to do that. And, um, I, you know, I thought he did. I thought he did a heck of a job.
2: Yeah. I, he, he absolutely did. Uh, I wouldn't have minded seeing him get a shot at the field goal, but then Harrison Butker came out and just, just one step. I keep saying like, I keep saying that he hit it with a sledgehammer because I imagine that's what I would have to do if I was trying to hit a football that far. Like I'll just stand here and swing the sledgehammer like a golf club and see if the ball moves. Butker was excellent. Reed was excellent. Uh, A a really fun, not sarcastic here. An incredible day of kicking for the Chiefs. (laughs) Like just thrilling, thrilling a a thrilling day of kicking. And if Justin Reed needs to handle kickoff duties um, on uh, on Thursday, but maybe they think that Butker could do field goals, I'm not sure they would have to go higher. Have to go higher. Why did I make him? Why Why is he on a like job application site? Have to go sign another kicker to step in and do that. I, I think they might just let Reed do kickoffs and um and let Butker kick field goals if if depending on how Butker's ankle, of course, um, responds over the next few days. Not a lot of time, though. It's uh, a quick turnaround, which also has been sort of the theme of a lot of this offseason. How much time do you have to get ready? For the rookies, it wasn't very much, but Andy Reid talked about the rookies and the playing time they all got today.
5: Yeah, listen, I just to pick one out, I mean, I thought they all really contributed and did a nice job. I mean, we've got you know George in the mix there, too. So I mean, you got a bunch of guys that that, that had an opportunity to play Um, tonight and I you know Sky was another one that worked in there so uh, listen I thought they all they all contributed uh, which is important and did a nice job you know
2: they got a lot of uh, important reps from a huge portion of that draft class that is rare that is difficult and it's really difficult for to look as good as it did today Uh, also I mean no surprise, I suppose that Patrick Mahomes looked good today because he looks good to start every year. But what does Andy Reid think about the consistency that Mahomes has? Apparently every single week one.
5: Oh I, listen, I don't know. He's to me he's pretty good all the time. I mean we're lucky to have him. City of Kansas City's lucky to have him. The National Football League's lucky to have him because he's a good person and a good football player. so um, but no, I don't know. I mean I don't know how to answer your question other than I think he does pretty good all the time.
2: Fair enough, I guess. i you know I feel pretty good about that. Some of what I said at the beginning of the show, so maybe Andrew Reid and I are on the same page. You know what? Some of it's going to be inexplicable. You, you just better well enjoy it. Um, I wonder if there's not something about having a little more time to prepare for one opponent. If uh, if Patrick Mahomes might not be, I don't know starting on the Cardinals a little earlier than the team is actually starting on the Cardinals game plan wise or just he's healthy I don't know might, that might be it he might just not have been banged up and then of course he did get banged up and then was still a fire breathing dragon so I don't explaining Patrick Mahomes is difficult watching Patrick Mahomes is easy uh, also here from Andy Reid you heard towards the end of the game the uh, the chop was broken out in the uh, stadium there in Glendale uh, so Andy Reid talked a little bit about the fan attendance and also getting substitutions in and out of the game
5: yeah, that's a good question, Nate. Yeah, that's a real good question because one of the things I was concerned about was just the substitutions, just literally the substitutions and mixing and matching all the personnel groups. And, and that could be a nightmare, that first game. But I thought the guys did that well. You know, if somebody was tired, they, they knew how to shuffle around and get themselves in the position. Um, you know, I thought it was job well done there. Yeah. I also should say something about our fans. Our fans were incredible today. I mean, they, 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 they were loud, loud, loud started with the
2: National Anthem and kept it right down to the end. Yeah, uh, it was a wall-to-wall. It seemed like there was a lot of different shades of red there in that stadium, but the Chiefs made it loud. Uh, the Chiefs fans, I should say. And then in terms of the substitutions, they're just getting... Getting these young guys who haven't done it before in a live NFL game for four quarters, uh, there's certainly a, a challenge to that. That they seemed to pretty much nail. Last thing here from Andy Reid, the running back room that I talked about right as this segment was beginning. What did Andy Reid think about his trio of runners tonight?
5: Yeah, yeah, I thought all three guys did a heck of a job. I was talking to them towards the end of the game there, and they were cheering on the young kid, you know, Pacheco. So, but the the, the other two did a real nice job, and we used all of them. You know, they they, they handled that. Well, all right, all right, thank you, thank you. All right, good. Yep, safe travel.
2: There you go. Andy Reid. safe travels to you as well as you make it back from uh, Arizona to Kansas City. Uh, we will uh, pivot over to Patrick Mahomes here in just a minute so you can hear from the quarterback whom we've talked so much about so far. And the Patrick Mahomes press conference is brought to you by Xfinity. Xfinity Internet, stay connected with Wi Fi coverage that delivers the speed, reliability, and coverage you need. Can your internet do that? For not a Chiefs fan, your quarterback probably couldn't do what he has done so far in his NFL career, continuing, of course, tonight. Here's Patrick Mahomes on the game that he just played.
16: Yeah, I think uh, guys were just ready to go. They're excited to get out there and show what we had. Uh, we've, we've kind of, the whole offseason, everybody's asked us the questions of what this offense, what this team's going to look like. And uh, we, we've always believed that we were going to go out there and, and put on a show, and I thought guys did that. Um, and so to go out there and win a game, get to a really good football team, and to win decisively, it's a, it's a good start.
2: It was a good start and maybe room to grow, I suppose. We'll we'll all find out. Um, but ultimately, everything looked very, very comfortable wire-to-wire uh, wire with that offense from Patrick Mahomes to his array of weapons. Uh, and they all certainly meshed together, and he seemed to agree.
16: Yeah, I mean, I'm very comfortable with them. You saw the guys stepped up and made plays. Uh, tough, contested catches like Juju and Marquez made a, did a great job with that. And then, obviously, the tight ends played well and the running backs played well. Um, the only one I was missing was McColl. I owe McColl two touchdowns. So uh, that, it was... Uh, I was glad I got him with the one at the end there, but uh, I mean he was getting open, and he's had a good camp getting open on those routes. So I just have to connect on those if we want to continue to get better.
2: It was a, uh, a couple of, of moments, where, oh boy, it seemed like that was really close between Mahomes and Hardman, and it's, on some level, that's been kind of the story of, of their connection over the years. If they can get some of those uh, finite like uh, half-second misses on the right page... They're going to be very difficult to stop. Uh, the hand slash wrist slash thumb was certainly a major concern right out of the gate um, when, when Mahomes suffered that injury and then came back with that left hand being pretty well taped up. Obviously, continued to play excellent football. But what exactly was going on there?
16: Yeah, yeah, I fell on it uh, on that first touchdown. Kind of just threw my hand back and fell on it. But uh, I just got looked at and everything looked good. So hopefully it's not something that lingers around, something that we can kind of get cleared up here uh, quickly. I mean it's sore now for sure, um, but uh, definitely we went and looked at it and got all the X-rays and stuff like that. Everything looked good, so uh, we're we're uh, we're happy with that. And now I mean it's a short week, so you have to be ready to go. Um, but as the season goes on, you're going to have those bruises and and, uh, and stuff like that. You have to be able to play through them.
2: X-rays sound like they're all clear. Um, wonder if they'll do an MRI, see what's going on tendon wise. I'm sure it'll. Probably swell and not to figure out what comes next in terms of um, managing that going forward, but certainly uh, didn't stop him from throwing five touchdowns today. So I think you can feel all right about all that. I certainly would. I certainly do. Glad it's his left hand and not his right hand. That might have been a very different, much more frustrating story. Um, he he was also asked about the general importance of Week One. He'll also talk about uh, why he starts the way that he does. But here's his perspective on, on what Week One really mat really means uh, and how much it matters.
16: Week One, I think, is important for everybody, um, but especially with us new guys. You want to set a, a, a tempo. You want to set the kind of the culture of how we do things. And uh, I mean, in training camp, training camp, and we run a tough training camp, and guys grind it through that. But when it gets to the game, you kind of see who everybody is. And I think you saw those guys step up and make uh, plays whenever their number got called. Um, and like I said, it was, it's going to come from everywhere. It's not going to be one guy. I haven't looked at the stats or anything like that, but I know a lot of different guys made plays in the game.
2: I've looked at some of the stats now, and uh, he's right. It, it was a team effort in the truest sense. It's kind of funny after all the Tyree kill talk, you still get uh, 121 <laughs> quiet yards from Travis Kelsey. That's not really true, but it's just it's it's unsurprising. You get an unsurprising 121 yards from Travis Kelsey because he just does that. Ridiculous. And also, it really does seem like Juju Smith-Schuster is going to be the go-to guy from the wide receiver group. That's what I expected coming into this game. But I, I remember saying on the zone on Friday, I like Juju to lead the team in receiving yards amongst the wide receivers. That is, but I would love to get some Marquez Valdez Scantling odds if I could have um, four catches for forty-four yards. And I, I think the MVS meshing will only continue as the uh, the season goes on. Just a, a nice group of receivers that Patrick Mahomes I think is going to make an excellent group of receivers. Because the right quarterback can can do that. Uh, Why does Patrick Mahomes start off so hot every year, though? Andy Reid didn't have an answer. Does Mahomes?
16: Yeah, I think first off, I think it's Coach Reid getting more weeks to game plan. I mean, that's always a good thing for good thing for me because he's getting guys kind of running wide open. Um, But then I think it's how we do training camp. He, I think Coach Reid does a great training camp. It's hard. I mean, I'm not going to. It's hard for everybody, Um, but I think it prepares you to be ready week one. Um, And then you go out there and you just execute. Coach Reid has a great game plan in. You have guys flying around that are ready to go, uh, ready to play a uh, game and not be at practice against each other. Um, and we've done a great job of just executing in, in week one. Now let's carry it on to, to week two.
2: Andy Reid says it's because of Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes says it's because of Andy Reid. They're probably both a little right. If I had to guess, I would say that their uh, their humility isn't completely false, and they're they're both probably a little right about each other in that regard another place where Patrick Mahomes has been an absolutely unstoppable machine is against the Blitz he was blitzed more than half of his snaps his dropbacks today first time it's happened to Patrick Mahomes and his NFL career the Cardinals did it for some godforsaken reason and he was excellent here's Patrick Mahomes and his success against the Blitz
16: yeah I think especially when you get the guys that we have I think guys are smart um they, they kind of break off their routes I mean if you see, sometimes we have guys kind of all in the same areas because all everybody sees the blitz and is trying to get there faster. So, so it's a uh, we have a lot of smart guys in this offense and know how to get themselves open quickly versus the blitz, um, and they they're able to recognize his co- uh, coverages. So, uh, whenever you have smart guys that are athletic as well, it makes it hard for the defense to kind of account for.
2: Yeah, uh, true. I guess, but I mean, also, it's just an absolutely ridiculous thing to even attempt this. I don't. I don't know what what delusion would lead you to believe that you are the team to blitz Patrick Mahomes successfully. I don't. Well, it hasn't worked for anybody <laughs> else, but maybe it, but it, for it will for us. <laughs> I mean, Mariner, just, it didn't. We got to... All right, there's your Photoshop for the week. I don't know if, which one of us needs to do that, beards. We can take the. You mean which one of us is going to tweet at Conrad Mcgorkin and get him to do it? Exactly. Yeah. It's a short week for that injury. It's a short week for a banged-up Chiefs team. It's also a short week, though, for the Chargers. It's a a quick turnaround on Thursday night. Uh, It'll be an incredible matchup and the home opener. Here's what Patrick Mahomes had to say about that Thursday night football showdown.
16: Yeah, I mean, we'll be ready to go. I mean, it's going to be the home opener at Arrowhead, so it's always important to win that one. Um, against the Chargers, who are going to be someone that's going to be in the playoff picture and someone that's going to be battling for the AFC West uh, championship. So last year we let them come in, I think week two, and beat us at home. Um, so we have to learn from that and find a way to, to to claw out a win and and beat a really good football team.
2: It'll be a great game. It, it, they are a good team. I, I really, like I've said a million times, I, I don't really want to like do the Mahomes versus Herbert for the future of the of the AFC West. I really love watching Josh Allen and Justin Herbert play football. I, I love it. If Patrick Mahomes didn't exist, they'd be my two favorite quarterbacks to watch. Patrick Mahomes does exist, and he plays here, so I'm, you know, a little biased. But also, my bias is right on this front, which is that Patrick Mahomes is a fire-breathing dragon. And Mahomes are, uh, uh, Herbert is going to bring uh, an incredible extra dynamic to this game coming up on Thursday. I'm genuinely really looking forward to it, just as a fan of incredible quarterbacks. But also, you got to try to stop them. And uh, Patrick Mahomes had a good, a great defensive effort opposite him today, uh, and he talked after the game about the importance of great defense.
16: Yeah, they set the tempo. I think that's the biggest thing. Whenever you kind of go out there in that first drive and score and then they get a quick stop and then you score again, um, it puts a lot of pressure on the other team. Uh, when you're up 14-0, and I know they went down and scored that second drive, but we were able to get some more points on the board and the defense kind of get those stops. And when you play good complementary football, you're, the defense is... I can't account for what we're going to do. They don't know if we're going to run or pass because our defense is playing well. Um, and uh, I thought we did a great job of everything. We, I mean, all three phases. Even my boy Jay Reed got an extra point kicked in. So, I mean, we had all three All three phases played well.
2: They really did. And, of course, as he mentioned there, uh, played well in all three phases despite having a big loss in one of them. And uh, still... Absolute dominance all around the board. But do they still have something to prove? Patrick Mahomes addresses that here, along with uh, talking a little bit about Juju Smith-Schuster's fumble, the team's lone turnover on the day.
16: Yeah, Coach bien emphasized that all training camp, and, and that's kind of where we kind of got stuck last year at the beginning of the season was those turnovers whenever we were driving. And that's what kind of what happened there. But guys kept their head up. Uh, everybody went straight to Juju. I mean, he had, he had a big game. Um, and someone's going to be an important player for us. Um, and he, the way he plays, he's going to be tough. He's going to be going for those extra yards. He's going to run through there, just keep the two hands on it and keep breaking those arm tackles when they're swinging arms in there, and uh, I think uh, that will end up be more positive for us of him running through tackles than, than fumbles. saw you count to four and maybe have a little friendly jawing out there. Do you still feel like you have something to prove? Yeah, I mean, I always feel like I have something to prove. I mean – I'm just this guy from Texas Tech, man, that they said they couldn't play in the NFL. So uh, I always have that mindset of going out there and, and proving that uh, That we're the Kansas City Chiefs and that we still have a, a chance to go out there and win the AFC Championship and then win the AFC West and, and win the Super Bowl.
2: Be fine with me if they wanted to do that. You know, hey, no, you, no, you can't. I wonder if that'll help. I, just, I, I don't believe it, obviously. But, but maybe we can, you know, well, add some you just ruined board. it. I ruined it? You ruined it. Why did he I ruin it? He was
10: listening you, you, you said no, they can't do it. Mahomes was inspired, and then you said I actually don't believe that, and then it ruined it. Now they're oh. now they're not even making the wildcard game. Well, what do,
2: you, what do you think the Chiefs are going to do in the? Play- I
10: think they're going to suck.
2: We're back, and beards means it. Your Justin Herbert jersey looks great, though, dude. Very flattering color. Bring that, bring out the blue in your eyes. And also, all of the playoff wins. You- oh, never mind. Now I did the thing where I made fun. I don't like being that guy. I was that guy. Uh, The offense, as we talked about, seemed very multiple today. Like There's a real versatility to this group. And uh, here's what Patrick Mahomes had to say about that point in particular.
16: Oh, 100%. I mean, with the amount of tight ends, running backs, uh, and receivers that we have, it's going to be everything. I mean, it's going to be a lot of guys catching passes. It's going to be running the football. It's going to be throwing the football. It's going to be short games. It's going to be the deep passes. And so uh, I think that makes this a hard offense to stop. Um, and then when the defense plays like they played today, we're gonna win a lot of football games.
2: Wow. Uh, they are, and I'm excited for it. So we'll keep it moving because uh, I want to get to Matt Derrick very soon here as well. Next up, want to hear Mahomes talking about uh, the the coaching staff, and obviously he already gave Andy Reid some credit. Uh, mentioned Eric Bienemme uh, earlier on as well. I'm I'm sure he has a lot of love to give to this staff.
16: The coaches, the coaches do a great job, man. They do a great job of scouting, getting the scouting report in, kind of showing us the looks. Um, and then uh, getting us uh, like, ready to go. I mean, we know when the blitzes are coming. We know where the hots are. We know on certain plays who we're thinking we're throwing to, and it's always good when you're a quarterback. And you know who you're going to throw to before the play even starts because you have that game plan in. So uh, that's, uh, that's all the coaches. I mean, obviously Coach Reed and Coach bien and all of them, but, I mean, from Coach Girardi, uh, Connor, uh, Danny, all, all the coaches that are in that room, uh, Joe Blameyer, they do a great job of kind of putting us in the position to go out there and succeed.
2: Uh, yeah, and it, it seems like again he mentioned having more time to prepare. What that brings to the table, it, it just seems like that's a, a pretty well-oiled machine that also has some pretty solid consistency now. Um, Matt Nagy coming back and um, uh, Mike Kafka going to New York is is the one you know major change this time. And so they brought back somebody that everyone in the building already knew in Matt Nagy. Pretty good. Uh, what about the off season altogether, though, Patrick? What about the impact of uh, of that unit and all the overhauling you saw from the pass catchers? The off season as a whole. How did that help uh, bring this Chiefs team to where it is right now?
16: Yeah, I mean, you want to go out there, kind of like I was saying earlier, and, and show the culture of how we play. And that all that hard work and all that stuff that we put in, and OTAs and, and Texas and then and training camp in St. Joe's, that is, it was going to pay off. And until you go out there and do that, uh, I mean, guys are just kind of blindly believing. And I think now they see it. They're like, hey, like, we go out there and we practice like this. Uh, we, we prepare like this. We can go out there and win a lot of football games. And I think that's going to help us get better as the season goes on.
2: One more here from Patrick Mahomes final thoughts on the uh, on the Chiefs 44 to 21 victory over the Arizona Cardinals.
16: Yeah, I mean it was it was it was a very good game. I mean it was something that we're going to obviously try to learn and get better from. Um but we have a brand, kind of a brand new football team. We have some guys that've been here for a while, but we have a lot of young guys that are stepping up and making plays. Um and to see them play like they did today against a good football team is exciting cuz I know we're just going to get better as the season goes on.
2: That uh, concludes the Patrick Mahomes press conference. Concludes all of the audio we've gotten from Arizona. It also concludes our locker room report brought to you by Twin Peaks.
3: The Chiefs locker room report is brought to you by Twin Peaks. No one does football like Twin Peaks. Whatever your preference, they have everything from tequila cocktails and an extensive bourbon category to top-shelf spirits and cocktails served over ice balls. Local craft beers and handcrafted whiskey cocktails round out an adventurous drink menu, second to none. And don't forget about their 29-degree man-sized drafts at Twin Peaks.
2: Appreciate uh, Twin Peaks being back on the Locker Report again this year. Also appreciate our friend Matt Derrick of Chiefs Digest for being back on the show again this year. We'll talk to him just on the other side of the break. This is the Sports Radio 810 WHB Post Game Show. I am Joshua Briscoe. He, on the other side of the glass, is Beers McFly. All brought to you by CBD American Shaman. Free CBD samples every day.
1: You're listening to exclusive post-game coverage on Kansas City's home for the NFL, Sports Radio 810 WHB.
3: Remember to play it forward with the Missouri Lottery. More play, more power, power Powerball. Now on Monday, Wednesday, and Saturdays.
2: First of all, look, Jim Nance didn't have his best day ever. But Forston? I didn't realize it was Forston on the call until hearing it that time through. The reason I didn't hear it the first time live, I'm realizing right now, is because I was screaming. I was, because, Beards, Beards, you have to validate me on this one. You have to vouch for me. Because this happened. They were down at the goal line, I saw the formation, and I said something along the lines of, this is the Fortson touchdown! This has to be the Fortson touchdown! The ball was snapped! I was just yelling, Fortson, Fortson! The play continued, Fortson, Fortson! And then it was, uh, Forston, who actually got the touchdown, so I was very close to being right. Beers, can you please validate my one moment of prophecy? It did happen. Yes! Validation! Uh, watching Jody Fortson score touchdowns is one of my absolute favorite things. Very, very close on that list. Really on the same tier uh, is everything that's being done by the wonderful folks over at Greengrass Cattle Co. Greengrass Cattle Company is uh, located in Weston, Missouri. Their store in Weston, you can visit them there in Weston, Missouri, at off 45 Highway, less than a mile from their ranch. You can order online at GreengrassCattleCo.com as well. They'll deliver right to your door. I raved about them for a long time earlier in the show, so I'll give you the short version here so I can get to Matt Derrick. Um, they they ha- they raise premium, local, quality Black Angus cattle. Of all the beef grown in the U.S., only 2 to 5% grades out as Prime, and Greengrass Cattle Company is proud to say they are in that category. There, I, I was so, so happy to talk to Tim from Greengrass for like an hour whenever he came by the studio. He dropped off some meat. What I have been able to cook, I have cooked and enjoyed immensely and uh, I only say of what I've cooked because I have a giant tomahawk steak in my freezer that I somewhat embarrassingly have not yet figured out exactly how I want to attack because I t- frankly just don't I don't have a grill at the house I, I never got when we were renting and then we bought the house and I haven't I haven't made that investment yet now we're like at the end of kind of end of grilling season so if only I had somewhere I could go maybe I could yeah if only Use someone else's grill to make this beautiful piece of meat. Beards, is there any time that you'll... Uh, you know what? I will come over to your house, and I will grill it at your house. Is there any time that, that you and your wife will be gone, and then I can just sort of, like, just go around the back, you know? No,
10: I'm actually starting to work from home from here now.
2: <laughs> oh, really? Just in case. That's going to be really challenging. Uh, if uh, if you want to check out Greengrass, please do. I, I, I'm telling you, man, I, I had such a good time talking to Tim about every part of that process. They put so much care into your... There's, I've never talked to anybody um, or heard even secondhand any, any process that has as much care in the cattle raising process as they do at Greengrass. I was, I was blown away. Um, really impressed by all of them. So uh, go check them out again at uh, GreengrassCattleCo.com. Uh, speaking of just being absolutely blown away by tremendous quality... Matt Derrick of Chiefs Digest is with us right now. You can, of course, read his work at ChiefsDigest.com. Follow him on Twitter, at Matt Derrick. And you can hear him all across the station, pretty much all hours. Uh, but if I'm cross-promoing for the zone now, you can hear Matt uh, with us the day after Chiefs Chargers and also on the postgame show after Chiefs Chargers this week. Matt, we're going to talk a lot on Thursday and, uh, and Friday.
18: Well, uh, that sounds like a lot of fun to me. I'm just still I'm still mesmerized over the Tomahawk steak because I can... I can vouch for some of the photos and videos that you've shared with me over the years. <laughs> there is nothing in your home that is worthy of having a tomahawk steak on it.
2: So. <laughs> Man, we, if we spend... The, we don't have a ton of time. I want to get to people to the majority of the second half of Sunday Night Football. We got stuff we haven't even gotten to yet. If we spend the next 10 minutes talking about the status of my air fryer, I'm going to get self-conscious. I'm going to want to defend myself, and it's going to be 10 minutes.
18: I'm not going to do that to you. But, I, yeah, you need, you need to hook, hook up with... You know, maybe, maybe Mitch Schwartz will have you over at the house, and he can... He can smoke up that tomahawk for you or something.
2: I, I tell you what I, I would trust him to do it, and I I know I know how to cook a piece of meat, and I know what I'm looking for, right? Like I'm that is not my hangup, right? Now my hangup is purely, um, as you have pointed out, hardware. You know, and uh, I I I would trust Mitch Schwartz to handle that. Beard just waved me off. You want me to what 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 do you? Are we going over to your house? Are you ready to bring? Will you bring your grill to my house? I no. Um, oh. What I was gonna say
10: was um, just. You know, we know ourselves. It'll be Friday and Friday when we
2: talk to Matt because it'll be Thursday Night Football. And it'll Ooh. be. It
18: will Friday. be. It'll be Friday and Friday. It'll that be Friday
2: rude. and Friday. Oh, boy. Okay. Yeah. Good point. Well,
18: beard is on these things.
2: Yeah. I, uh, I'm suddenly, for the first time, thinking about the, uh, the uh, primetime prime game to uh, midday to, um, turnaround. Mid-day. It's going to be a challenge, I think, this year. But I'm ready for it. I, I'm ready for the challenge. I'm looking forward to the challenge of doing post-game into the wee hours of Friday morning and then coming back and doing the show uh, Friday morning as well. But let's talk about this game first. It's too early to look ahead to the Chargers. But boy, it you know, after talking about this game for uh, for a few hours and it felt like it ended at around halftime, I guess drifting off to the future, we can't be terribly blamed for. What what are you taking away? What's the headline from, uh, from Chiefs Cardinals tonight?
18: Um, everything's okay in Kansas City? Huh,
2: yeah. You've
18: been been talking about this for two and a half hours. Have you found anything wrong with this game yet?
2: No, the injuries. I'm a little nervous about all the injuries. Yeah, yeah,
18: injuries. Injuries are it. I mean, that's the only thing that if you're a Chiefs fan, you're coming out with with any type of hangover or concern whatsoever. Injuries are it. Otherwise, I mean, forget the offense. I mean, the offense was, you certainly had questions and concerns. Everybody had them. Apparently Andy Reid even had some concerns Mm. about what he was going to see at full speed. Um, but there's nothing to worry about. But to me, I mean, the defense was, I think, almost even bigger. Um, just, just look at the numbers to the first three quarters because the fourth quarter almost doesn't matter. Yeah, game was thirty-seven to seven at that point. Um, last year, the third quarter was a bit of a problem for the Chiefs at times. Mm, um, they had let they let some games get away from them, and this year, this game, they absolutely hammered. Arizona that third quarter. I mean, 14 to nothing, but more than that, I mean, I think they averaged more than 11 yards a of play offensively in the third quarter. They held Arizona under four yards a play. Um, that was just an absolutely dominating 15 minutes of football. And, and last year, like you said, we said, I mean, that could have been suddenly a two-score game, that's it's a one-score game, and it's a lot closer than it needs to be. And today, it was blown out, and there was just no coming back from that.
2: And that's something that we didn't mention until later in the show than it probably should have been. But the idea that, hey, there was not the third-quarter sputter. There there was not the, ooh, hey, it's a 10-point lead, now it's a 7-point lead. Or it was 14, and now it's now it's uh, a one-score game, and now it's tied up. And then the Chiefs kind of build out their own little bit of padding. And this this was a foot-on-the-gas, wire-to-wire effort. Um, were you surprised by any of that on any level? Because I, I feel like I've been really high on the Chiefs entering this game, very confident that both sides of the ball would perform well. But I wasn't prepared for 44 points or for 37-7 to 7 and then never looking back.
18: Uh, I, I mean, I wasn't terribly surprised because I suspected that this – I mean, my my prediction was 38-24. So I'm going to pat myself on the back for that Pretty one.
1: darn good. It's, it's
18: close enough. I'm yeah. going to take that. Yeah. Um, even though I think this game could have been 58-14 to if the Chiefs really wanted to. But, um, no, I mean, you know – I didn't have a lot of concerns about the offense. I mean, I feel like this offense is going to be different. That doesn't necessarily mean worse than a year ago, but I felt like that what we had seen, and certainly in the small sample size of those three uh, preseason drives, I mean, you know, you felt like this offense was going to go out there and, and move the ball efficiently, and that's the one thing that, I, I mean, the, the two words I keep using to describe this offense, that they want to be is brutally efficient, mm. and that's what they were. All day today, and, and certainly the first team offense was in the preseason. Um, sure, they're going to take some shots. You saw them. I mean, Patrick Mahomes took a couple of shots in the cold, that just missed. Um, they're going to do that. But I think we saw today a, a Patrick Mahomes that um, I'm not sure we've seen before. I mean, hmm. we've seen him be efficient. We've seen him be accurate. We've seen all of these things before. But just to do it the way that he did it, I mean, as far as, you know, yeah, he spread the ball around. But, you know, I mean, once again, he had, what, 12 straight completions, <laughs> which he's never done before. That's, that's something new for Patrick Mahomes. Um, to me, I mean, this was an absolutely flawless performance, and I mean, even down to the point that he didn't take a sack. Yeah. You know, I mean, and it wasn't like he was, I mean, he only had, I think, three scrambles the entire game, too. So, yeah, he took some shots that you wish that he didn't take. And maybe that's on the offensive line. Maybe he was holding the ball ball a little bit. I don't know. But, you know, there wasn't any of the, you know, Patrick Mahomes scrambling or or, getting, you know, getting some sacks, anything like that today. I mean, this was, he was finding open guys and hitting them.
2: Well, and so here's, we we, we talked about that some earlier also, the idea of AI. No no sacks and like general perfection. But you're you're right that there weren't a lot of like scramble escape sort of situations. But it felt like he was just kind of drifting around. Not not in any sort of negative connotation, just kind of drifting into where there was a little more space to work, kind of floating left and throwing right. Because who cares? He's Patrick Mahomes. He can do whatever he wants. And I, I don't mean sprinting left and then and then launching a cannon the opposite side of the field, just moving around in a way that maybe maybe is reflective. Hey, tell me if I'm wrong, please. I, I will. I won't re- uh, resent you if you do. But maybe, maybe that's a little bit indicative of, of even more comfort and chemistry with the offensive line, with them kind of knowing where he w- won't mind going or him being very comfortable to move around a little bit. But just it never felt disruptive. There was never disruptive pressure at any point.
18: No, I mean, there, there wasn't. I mean, like we said, there were some hits that he took because, you know what, when you stand in the pocket like he you did, you're going to take some from time to time. I sure. mean, that's kind of the price of being the quarterback. Um, but nothing that was, you know, debilitating, or nothing that would have made you say, "Man, that you know the, the offensive line just not holding up." Nothing of that nature. Now, the one caveat I have with all of this, and you know, as far as replicating the success of this game, is that you know the Arizona's defensive coordinator Vance Joseph went against the grain. <laughs> yeah. of everything that you do against Patrick Mahomes, which you know the current book on Patrick Mahomes is you don't blitz and you drop everybody. And he certainly didn't hold to that today. Um, They went back to blitzing, and that did not work. So, I mean, now you're almost, if you're the Chiefs, you are now just even further convinced that the rest of the season that no one's going to blitz Patrick Mahomes. And you are just going to see two deep coverages all the way. Because I think, once again, the league is seen, when you blitz this guy, he eats it up. Mm -hmm. So, you know, wait, what will the Chargers now do to down on Thursday? What will you see down the road? I think you'd have to be absolutely blind and crazy to blitz Patrick Mahomes yes. Anytime anytime
2: soon. And so with that being said, now, we, we, I don't know if you uh, caught any of this, Matt, but last year there was some of that whole kind of too high stuff, and it ended up being a little bit of a topic of conversation. Some could argue it became maybe too much of a topic of conversation. Um, but with the, the sort of new look offense, I, I, don't, I don't ever want to do the thing where I insinuate that, that Tyreek Hill was not a good short and intermediate receiver because he was tremendous at that just as he was tremendous at the deep stuff. But the depth of the wide receiver room, I wonder if that is going to help answer that question, where I, I have continued to be really hesitant to do the this offense is going to be better without Tyree Hill thing, because it's really hard to lose a Hall of Fame talent and improve. But at least in that aspect, am I am I buying too much of the hype? Am I drinking too much of the Kool-Aid? Or do you feel like the Chiefs are going to have an answer for a, uh, a more coverage heavy defensive philosophy whenever that comes around? Probably Thursday.
18: I don't think you're too crazy with it, but, and here's why. I mean, part of it is that, I mean, if you're just talking about it from the short and intermediate game, I'm going to argue that Tyreek Hill's one of the best in the league. I mean, yeah. He's probably even underrated about how good of a receiver he's developed into that part of his game. But he was it. Yes, I mean, right. you, we saw it, That especially when things went bad. I mean, it, you know, for the Chiefs offense, there were only two guys on the field. It was Kelsey and Hill. And as good as else, as, I'll, I'll even grant it to it. I'll tell you that Tyreek Hill is a better short and intermediate receiver than anybody that the Detroit Chiefs have right now. But their two, three, four, and five options are all better than they've been in the past. Yep. And that's going to, I think, make a difference. And and certainly I think you saw it today. Hey, Andy Reid's been working on some things. You know, working on some play designs designed to kind of attack some of these zone defenses that the Chiefs are going to get a lot of looks at. I mean, there's things that he can do with, with levels and kind of running guys around a little bit that I, I think are going to beat some counters to what the Chiefs are going to see with some of these zones. So let's see what happens, because this was not a good test to me hmm. for you know, whether the, the Chiefs are going to be able to beat the Mahomes Buster defenses that are out there. Because this wasn't it. The Arizona did something different today. And we know the Chiefs can beat this defense, and now, now we know that they can beat it without Tyreek Hill. Question's going to be, you know, when they are facing these you know, four rushers and seven guys dropping back and two deep, what's it going to look like? And I think the Chiefs have some answers for that, but we didn't find out that against Arizona. Hmm.
2: Good point. Uh, well, then why don't you uh, – we'll, we'll let you go. Why don't you tell us first what the plan is for Chiefs Digest, what people can check out uh, coming up soon and, uh, I don't know, maybe even leading into uh, to Thursday Night Football since, we won't, since I won't talk to you again. Uh, well, what, what can we expect on ChiefsDigest.com uh, either later tonight or, or coming around the rest of this week?
18: Yeah, uh, I'll be looking into uh, why Patrick Mahomes thinks that he's as good as he is in week one in September because there's no doubt. I mean, he's the best week one quarterback in the history of the NFL. I don't think that can be argued at this point, and I don't care what the regression to the mean happens in the future. We're going to stick with that. Um, and later this week, yeah, I've got working on a piece about the special teams because I, I think that's kind of an underlooked. Uh, item with this team right now. Um, you know, Dave Tobes had to completely rebuild that special teams unit and they had a really good day on Sunday. And if for no other reason then you didn't see a lot of mistakes. And I'm not talking about, you know, Justin Reed here. I'm talking about all the rookies that they've got on coverage teams. Uh, you saw some pretty good play from special teams groups today. So I, I think that's something that's something to watch going forward.
2: I love it. I love that we're talking to you on a weekly basis back on this show. I love that we have football back on our screens. And uh, I love that I get to you know let you go uh, resume the rest of your evening, and we will uh, talk again very soon. Thank you, Matt. Appreciate it as always. Just love talking to you guys, too. Take care, everybody. Matt Derrick, he just knows, knows how to make you feel special. Matt Derrick of ChiefsDigest.com. Follow him on Twitter, at Matt Derrick. This is the Sports Radio 810 WHB post-game show. I am Joshua Briscoe, Beards McFly, on the other side of the glass. All brought to you by CBD American Shaman. Free CBD samples every day. We'll take a break. We will come back here from Cliff Kingsbury and uh, see what, what his view of the, uh, the Cardinals' shortcomings tonight really was. And uh, we'll, we'll see if we can get a little more information on what the Chiefs did to frustrate that offense so very much. More on the other side of the break here on the Sports Radio 810 WHB Post Game Show presented by CBD American Shaman.
1: You're listening to exclusive post-game coverage on Kansas City's home for the NFL. Sports Radio 810 WHB.
3: Brought to you by Casey's Own CBD American Shaman. Come on into your local shaman store for a free sample of stress-sacking CBD. Everything is better with the feather.
1: Able to get to him another former Bengal who most recently was with Seattle and that's why they brought him to Kansas City for for plays like this
2: I don't know that I've mentioned Carlos Dunlap's name certainly not even more than once tonight and he did get to the quarterback and uh, and brought him down so a, an overall I think a fine night from the pass rush even though Chris Jones gave the defense as a whole a C plus no problem at all with him being a harsh critic in week one but a lot to be encouraged about, as we have been talking about now for a, a good long while here on Sports Radio 810 WHB Kansas City. I am Joshua Briscoe. You are listening to the Sports Radio 810 WHB Post Game show brought to you by CBD American Shaman. Free CBD samples every day. Uh, we will uh, we'll get you back to Sunday Night Football momentarily as well. The third quarter has just begun between the Buccaneers and the Cowboys. Uh, 12-3 right now. I think those are all field goals then? Is that right? Does that seem right, Beards? Have you seen a touchdown? I guess you don't have the you don't have the TV on there, Roland. Um, I don't have the TV up here, but I can tell you here in a second. The, the one thing uh, I have
10: uh, I have missed by being in here all field goals. Ryan, suck up for MVP. So he's got four. Whoever the kick of the Cowboys is has one. Bill, not Bill. I made that up. B. <laughs> <laughs> I saw B, and then Mayor Bill. You're like Bill Maher. Yeah, and then is that he, what happens? It, it it was. Um, his name is Brett. I'm sorry, Brett. Brett.
2: Mayer? Meyer, how's it spelled? M a a t r. Okay, that's I don't know where he's from. That's he's it. from Kearney, uh, New. I don't need Nebraska. his hometown. I'm curious where. I, what I was saying is that's a new kicker name to me. He I went to Nebraska. What is he a rookie? Is he is he young? Was he on a practice squad? He's 32 years old. All right, old rookie. I didn't know about a rookie. I don't. What was his no name rookie? again? Brett Maher. I think it's Maher the way he says Mayer, it, and Maher. maybe that's why I totally just. Uh, His name is not Bill. I apologize. It's certainly not Bill. Ah, Cowboys elevate Cooper Rush, Brett Maher, to active roster for Sunday night. Maher. So maybe he, uh... Oh, hey, Wikipedia. Maher. That's why that didn't... That makes sense. I've heard that before. I, uh... Like I said, we're we're professionals here. DallasNews.com. How the Cowboys started with three kickers and ended with Brett Maher. I didn't know there was a kicking competition going on in Dallas. Um, what I'm, what I was going to admit is that I, I on Chiefs days, I from the moment that the, uh, from the moment that the, uh, the Chiefs game starts until I go to bed, I am like usually at night I will get in bed and I will look at my phone and I'll go, whoa, the Bears won, because I'm you know kind of locked in on this. Uh, tell me what you just said again. there, beards to me just now. I uh, per. Uh, Adam
10: Schefter, Chris Godwin has been ruled out for the remainder of today's game due to a hamstring injury.
2: Sorry, I thought you said Dak in my ears. I was like, what? What no. happened? No, it is he Godwin. So Godwin's ruled out. And at least at halftime, Mike Evans was looking like he might have had an injury as well. Um, so that game will most likely come down to the wire. Uh, nearly blocked punt there for Dallas. The kicking game. Did it hit? What happened? I don't know. The kicking game appears to be the way the game is going for Bucks Cowboys. We will get you that NFC showdown. Maybe, maybe could be an NFC Championship game preview. More likely not. But Tom Brady, Dak Prescott, and more importantly, Ryan Suckup versus uh, Brett Maher. That's really the duel going on tonight. But first, we need to hear from Cliff Kingsbury, the Cardinals head coach. Every week, the opposing coach press conference is brought to you by Metcalf Car Star. If your vehicle gets sacked on the road... Very daunting language there for Cliff Kingsbury. He just not an extension. He's not getting sacked. But if your vehicle gets sacked on the road, take it to Metcalf Carstar, the collision repair experts. They make it convenient and easy to get back on the road. Just go to Carstar.com and search for Metcalf Carstar. Carstar, relax. They'll take it from here. Don't tell that to Cardinals fans. Yeah, Beards was deep in the muck for uh for sad fans on Reddit. Moving to the zone this year. Don't know what day yet. We'll figure it out. Maybe Tuesday. Tuesday makes a lot of sense. Maybe a Tuesday thing. We don't know yet. We'll let you know. But, uh, it's going to be a bloodbath, I think. I think I had enough stuff at halftime. So we'll see how that goes when the Cardinals fans speak. Here's what it sounded like when Kingsbury spoke about his team's 44-21 to defeat at the hands of the Kansas City Chiefs tonight.
0: Uh, yeah. They, they beat us in every way. There's no denying it, no hiding from it. Um. We didn't execute in any phase, and, and they played it at a high level. I thought Pat was phenomenal, as he usually is. And then defensively, um, they stymied us, and we didn't get in a rhythm. And um, just impressive win by them, and, and uh, we got to get a lot better in a hurry. How did things get so silent uh, I felt like at the end of the half there, we got the takeaway. had a chance um, to make it a one-score ballgame. We won at halftime, didn't. Um, then come out, go three and out, they score. And, um, you know, 27 to seven at that point, or 23 to seven, and um, just weren't able to get in the rhythm offensively. But defensively, never slowed them down. Obviously, Pat didn't turn it over, and uh, they were kind of able to do whatever they wanted. He, he thought he did a great job escaping the rush when we did have free rushers and uh, keeping his eyes downfield and, and finding open receivers. This
11: is kind of the opposite of what you talked about in KFC.
1: How, how does something like today happen? Uh,
0: Yeah, I mean, we're playing a really good team and if you don't show up and, um, you know, all of us coaches, players, the entire um, group, if you don't show up and be dialed in and take advantage of of any opportunities you have, this is what's going to happen. And that's what, what happened. Crucial moments. We didn't make plays and they did.
13: I thought at halftime to come out and just kind of try to establish some offense at that point. You're down 23-7. It's not a terrible score, but did, was it just let's come out and try to establish something, get
0: some rhythm going? Yeah, that's what we were hoping. We just, we didn't, uh, I didn't think, you know, for the first three quarters we had any rhythm on, on offense. And, um, you know, weren't able to execute like we wanted to. Had some things I thought um, that were there and, and weren't able to execute. And uh, they did a good job defensively.
14: What do you timing with, with uh, the new What do you address first this week?
0: um just practice habits you know having a sense of urgency we got to practice better there's no doubt you can't say you're going to do it um on game day and not do it in practice
5: what was the situation that left guard for you guys timing okay sequencing okay uh,
0: yeah i mean obviously when um you lose a guy thursday or practice that you had pennsylvania to start who was really the backup of that position that's it's not great but um I'll have to look at the film see how Harlow played. I mean, he's been in the offense he's played before. So um, uh, I'm sure he, he handled his own. How
7: did, uh, how did
0: Simmons and Zayden play today? i have to look at the film. I mean, Kelsey's a tough cover. I know he had some wins um, on Isaiah, but he, he has wins on everybody.
4: What was the message to the team?
0: <laughs> uh, just got to get better in a hurry. Have a sense of urgency in everything you do. Um, biggest jump. It's from week one to week two last year was the exact opposite. Came out, played at a high level, and I uh, uh, just didn't sense a sense of urgency and got out coached, got out played in all phases. And so uh, it's a prideful group, and, and we'll be better next week.
17: The pressure affected Kyler?
0: Uh, the, the rush? Yeah, it wasn't. Um, yeah, I, I didn't think protection was. Uh, great at times and I thought he moved around and avoided the sacks he could uh, but th- they have a great rush and Chris Jones a tremendous player Frank Clark they've been doing it a long time and um, they were able to play shell and make us hold the ball some and um, when you get behind on a defense like that that's what's going to happen.
9: What, what does it say about things with the way things are throughout the roster they end up signing like Max on a day, day before a game on another team and he ends up being active?
0: Yeah that's, that's we, we've had some uh, tough injuries obviously leading up to the game guys that we expected to start, but that's everybody this time of year. And the guys that step in there have got to be able to play at a high level and execute at a high level. And uh, none of us did that today. How much did those injuries affect what you guys did today? Throw everything out of wax? Yeah, I mean, when you lose some dynamic playmakers and some linemen, and um, when you're where you're at depthwise wise at corner, it's it's not ideal. But that that wasn't why we played so poorly. I mean, we just came out and like I said, got out, coach got out-played, and, and didn't execute like uh, we're capable of.
18: What's the reason like, he got banged up
0: a little bit at the end of the game? that can come out pretty good health-wise? Uh, I'll have to check and see. I haven't talked to the trainer yet. What was the yeah. reason Trey McBride was inactive? Uh, just has to keep coming. Uh, I'm still thinking a little bit out there. He's got the, the right skill set, and he's um, working hard, but we felt like the other three guys, and with the numbers we needed other places were, were the right move. More than two at the, at the end of the
6: half, how, how strongly did you consider?
0: Yeah, I loved the play call. Um, I thought we had it unfortunate that he stomach got tripped up Man, that that's what we wanted. Um, just weren't able to execute it, Did but you, it you can't keep your goals against it. them. I mean, they're they're really good on offense. So that was going in. We we're going to be aggressive and um, just weren't able to execute that play. I mean, we need to get some pieces back. We need to get some depth and um, all of us um, know we have to get a lot better.
11: Any
0: second thoughts to how you handled the preseason? No, I mean, last year we played one series, I think, or two series in one preseason game um, with the starters, so it wasn't um, anything to do with that. Uh, just, like I said, didn't, didn't play well.
5: If there was a positive, was it Greg Dorch
8: today?
0: Uh, yeah, I thought, you know, he had some opportunities um, that he'd probably like to have back, but every time um, he goes in, he tends to find the ball and, and made some catches, and he'll continue to get better. There's Cliff
2: Kingsbury after the Cardinals loss, the Chiefs win. And we
0: usually focus
2: on the latter on this show. It's been a good one here tonight. appreciate you being along for the ride. We'll get you over to Sunday Night Football here in mere moments. First, though, I want to let you know what's happening tomorrow night here on Sports Radio 810 and where you can go to watch it tomorrow night. At the Hollywood Casino at Kansas Speedway in the Sportsbook, the KC Legend Show with Bill Moss starts tomorrow night. That's from 6 to 7 in the Sportsbook with this, this week's special guest, Neil Smith. Heard of him? Uh, yeah, I, I hope so. I would think so. Uh, so Bill Moss and Neil Smith tomorrow. Live tomorrow night at the Hollywood Casino at Kansas Speedway, the, uh, the Sportsbook Back Fair. And I'm there on Thursdays. So, for some Thursday night football action, not this week, though. This week, I got to be here because I got the post game show. But the remainder of uh, Thursday night footballs, the rest of this year, I'll be uh, setting up shop out there in the sports book at Hollywood Casino at Kansas Speedway. But go enjoy uh, Bill Moss and Neil Smith out there tomorrow night. Go out there, say hi, and uh, I'm sure you can. Probably grab a picture and certainly get a first-person view of some excellent radio that'll be airing here live from 6 to 7 on Sports Radio 10 WHB. The Chiefs were dominant today against the Arizona Cardinals, and as you heard, injuries on both sides of the ball. They were deep into their cornerback issues. We knew all of that going into this game. Matt Derrick just tweeted out, looks like the Chiefs are opening around three, three and a half point favorites at home Thursday night against the Chargers. I think that game is going to be a lot more compelling, a lot more difficult, and a lot more risky for the Chiefs, but they went out and handled business in a dominating fashion today, taking over the Arizona Cardinals 44-21. I'm Joshua Briscoe for Bears McFly and Blake Schneiders. Thanks for listening to the Sports Radio 810 WHB game show presented by CBD American Show. free CBD samples every day. We'll talk to you on Thursday.